Hey, when does the show start? It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is the Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. Which Bailey? I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This show from the pressure was on. Son of the Bailey Show. All right, there it is, Tuesday, the 11th day of April, 2023. Thanks for being here. My name's Jason Bailey. Right there, that is Nikki D. That is me. Good afternoon. Hello. Hi. There's Nelson. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And uh, here's your phone number, 916-909-0985. Always live and free in the podcast as well, in the Odyssey app, as well as thebaileyshow.com on the social media app. Listen to the BS on Instagram and Facebook at... The Bailey Show on YouTube, if you are a YouTuber. Uh, numerous pairs of tickets, whatever you want, I got, you can have. Collective Soul, Mastodon, uh, we'll give those, well, we'll give those away at the end of this hour. At least one pair of them. One pair. For order up. Uh, William Duvall, lead singer of Alice in Chains, helping out the guys in The Who. That is H-U, not the British band, The Who. Uh, you know, the Mongolian dudes? Yeah, well, the, he's helping them out uh, on uh, one of their singles, so William will join us. He's a good dude. Um, I met him years and years and years ago. He's an Atlanta guy, and his story is absolutely amazing. He actually comes from, like when he started his career, he comes from the 80s punk scene. Wow, I had no idea. And he told me a story one time. Uh, I guess Atlanta was big in the punk scene in the 80s. Who knew? And uh, in those days, it was a very racially divided genre of music. Mm, I can see that. Well, it was associated with skinheads. Oh, okay. Not that the the genre wanted it to be, but the that group of people kind of took over. Like that was the fan base? It was part of it, not all of it. It was okay. part of it. I mean, there were people that just liked punk music, but it was always a rebellious style of music. And I guess there was this club uh, in Atlanta, and he was playing it, and there was like this huge race riot or something that broke out while they were on stage, and it just killed the whole scene. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? Really? Well, yeah, I had no, no idea. I, neither did I. I'd never heard that it was the that it, the, the supremacists had kind of taken over that genre. Well, oh, well, that's kind of common sense. But I, as far as like William Duvall, um, I mean, he does a great job fronting Alice in Chains, uh, an amazing job of fronting Alice in Chains. It's just always, I guess, I guess the reason why I'm telling you about this is it's always interesting to see people's background and what they're doing now. And these these musicians can probably do any genre they want because they're talented. Yeah. So they should be able to build it out and sound good. That's why I like to see the mashups where the artists are now singing other genres of songs. I love to hear it. I do, too. I like that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Right. Uh, have you guys finished uh, your training? I mean, we're we're into this company long enough where all of our training, I guess, is supposed to be done. Yes, I'm officially done. I only have um, like 11 minutes left of my latest one. Okay, so you got 11 minutes left. Of Go Live. And by the way, for those that are listening, this company asks <laughs> a lot of you for this training, which is fine. This day and age, you got to cover your ass. I get it. But it is a lot of training. A it lot. Is. A lot. <laughs> it's a full-time job just to do the training. 
And, you know, you, you sit through it and you can't cheat through it because no. they've got like shot clocks where you can't move on to the next page unless you're there for 15 <laughs> seconds and stuff. So you've got to actually watch it, listen and answer the trivia questions and all kinds of stuff. So I feel horrible because I, I thought I was done. And I'm not. So I got an email. Oh, you're not done. No, I thought I was done. <laughs> That's what I thought I was done, too, when I got an email last week. Just when you think you're done the training for Odyssey, you're not done the training for Odyssey. So I get an email that says, Jason, uh, just, you know, please, can you finish this by a certain date? I was like, oh, my God, I apologize. I'm so sorry because everybody here is so friendly. They're so nice. They're, they're great at their jobs. Our engineering department, I was just praising them in our boss's office. I've never seen engineers so amazing than the ones we have here. Anyway, so uh, so I was like, all right, I'm really sorry. I'll, I'll finish finish this up. And it's it's like the longest one ever. <laughs> and and I purposely, when I did this training, I started with the longest one. I thought I did. Oh, this is at like 200 and some pages. And I I I've been slowly getting it done. And I I realized that I I've been on the same part like for for four they've they've had me take this same part over like four times. You're not getting the hundred percent. Cause yeah, I'm not passing. <laughs> I can't pass this. And, and and here's here here's the thing is it's about sexual harassment, and I'm not and I'm not a sexually harassment guy. Like that's never been my mo. You know, I'm not the guy that's like, hey. Nice boobs. Oh, I'm just kidding. You know, I'm not that guy. I've never been that guy. But I, there's some of these questions that uh, I answer because I just, like, if uh, somebody were to come up to you and comment on your physique, uh, you know, would you take that? Like, how would your face look? Or what how, would you do? How would you take that as a compliment or something? I'm like, Hell yeah, I take that as a compliment. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong answer. You need to send them directly to HR. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so we're saying no to love. Okay, okay. I got but, uh, you know, so then I'm wondering, does anybody meet anyone at work anymore? Do like you, because that used to be a thing. You know, you, you talk to husband and wife, where did you meet? We met at work, we're on the job, we mm -hmm. spend, you spend, you know, that's why they call you know, like you would be my work wife, wife right? Husbands, yep. Right. So if something happened with Rach, you and me banging, right? Because no, we're not. That's no? not right. That's. Well, wrong. I thought that's what it meant. Like that you just, is not what that means. You just tag in. <laughs> no, that's just oh. like the closest person of the oh. opposite sex to you at work. That's oh, what that means. Every day, I'm thinking that something no. happens to her, you and me. No, that's not what that means at all. <laughs> No. You're SOL. Okay. Well, like, okay. I can see why you're not passing the, the test. Now. Exactly. <laughs> 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 so does anybody meet anyone at work? Like, can you romantically, can you by law romantically, mm. and this is just isn't a California thing. This is an everywhere thing. Can you romantically find someone at work anymore? If there's not a fraternization policy. Right. If there is a fraternization policy, then no. But that's not company to company anymore. That's an overall... Me too. You know, I'd be terrified to pick, try to pick up somebody at work. If I were single, I would be absolutely terrified. Got to let them do the work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you don't, you know, then you're not like a man, right? Right. Right. Because you're like, well, that guy's a little soft. Why isn't he coming? At, you know, why isn't he coming at me? Right. I'm giving him the energy. Why isn't he matching it? Yeah. I keep, you know, I keep flipping my hair. And <laughs> Our training is literally just like. The extreme circumstance. It's not the average, everyday office atmosphere circumstances on this training. So I think you could still approach a woman at work that you may be interested in and, and try to pursue her. How do you do her. it? 
how do you pursue? I mean, how do you how do you have a conversation with anybody? You just spark up a conversation. You have like interests. Invite her to dinner. If she says no, I'm not interested. Then you leave them alone. But that's but, sexual harassment. No, it's not sexual harassment. According to the the part that I failed four mm-hmm. times, it is <laughs> not to exercise. I, I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I keep answering. Uh, just it's okay. My face would be okay, and I'd be okay with them asking me out to dinner. No, Jason, that is wrong. Start from the beginning. <laughs> You can ask them out to dinner. You just can't harass them or, or touch them. I don't think you can, them. Nikki D. I, 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 see, I see it. I understand what you're saying. I appreciate it. I actually agree with you. And you say no. Uh, we, say, we say no to love. Yes. <laughs> we say no to love. I mean, if, if there was somebody I work with and I felt like it was a connection or a shot of love, I would, I would but, try it. But here's the problem. If the woman... Doesn't and they make it very clear that it goes both ways, right? Mm-hmm. But if the woman doesn't have the same feelings, and you ask them out to dinner, she can report that as sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. So you're you're saying in the scenario uh-huh. is that uh, you 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 like this person and right. you're and you're playing and you're you're giving off the vibes. Mm-hmm. What if it were the other way and you? weren't giving off the vibes and you didn't you actually despise this person but they were in love with you and you knew it and they kept asking you out to dinner that's like the definition of harassment at least well keep asking yes a one-time ask no thank you all right but to keep asking me not as harassment but how i handle that is still a little different than what the training tells you to do <laughs> no there was there was one question that was like of course roofies are bad but nyquil what's wrong with nyquil what Putting in somebody's drink without them knowing it. Well, but maybe they have a cough. Exactly. I'm just kidding. No. That wasn't a question. You're all looking around like I'm serious. I was like, is there another training I missed on sexual harassment? No. I thought I got through that one. <laughs> so for those that are listening, did it, has anyone recently, or I guess just in general, met someone at work? I met my first wife at work. Hmm, actually, I, I met my second. Actually, I met Rach. She wasn't working for the company, but I met her at, at work. work. Mm-hmm. So I've always been fishing in that pond. I don't typically like huh. to date where I work because that's a whole nother issue. But I've done it before. It's just easy. It's not preferable, though. All right. Well, if you found somebody at work, or even better, somebody right now you're interested in and you're terrified to ask them because of what we're talking about. Ooh. I'd like to hear that story. Uh, or maybe you have a bad, maybe you got fired. He's tried to pick somebody up, and you have failed your test four times, too. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get past <laughs> I just want to, like, give him a note and say, look, I'm married, happily married, love my wife, love my family. Don't worry about this. this is, you're not going to have a problem with me. Can I just skip to the end, please? <laughs> 916-909-0985. We can continue this conversation here in just a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. So spooky. I swear to God, our phones and computers are listening to us telling that story about going to the Redwoods. Mm-hmm. It was yesterday's show, right? Yeah, yesterday. And you took a dig at my navigation in my truck because it hasn't been updated. Because <laughs> it's so old. So I, get, I, I, I just get an email. Save $60 on your navigation map update. <laughs> <laughs> you need it. I, I've never gotten that email before, but now I get it after the conversation. So look, I'm still trying to figure this out. I, I know why I keep failing my my company uh training not that i'm that guy that hits on women at work because i'm not 
Um, I know I keep saying that, so it sounds like I am that guy. I, That's I know, what happens. <laughs> I know. Please vouch for me that I'm not that you guy. You are not that guy, for sure. I, those guys actually gross me out. They disgust me. <laughs> they just think it's classless. Yeah, I've seen it. <clears throat> but I am a guy, and, and I do understand my fellow guy having to meet someone, especially if you're not big on the apps. I could never do the apps if I were single. The apps get very tiring very quickly. Mm-hmm. You know why I couldn't do the apps? Why? One one word, three letters. One word, three letters. Mm. Ego. Oh. Really? I think you would do good on the apps. You're a good-looking dude. You're fit. You, you no, does, take pictures does, okay, well. It doesn't matter. My ego would not. Where's she going? I think she needs her phone, right? Oh, I don't see anything ringing. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I could not do that because my ego. Because I grew up in the go to the bar generation, where you you know you go and you pick somebody up, and so uh, I I just couldn't do it. And then meet some I, I don't know, just couldn't do it. So anyway, we're talking about the, this training thing that I keep failing because I keep answering wrong, like silly things like at work if somebody compliments your biceps or your arms you know do you is that fine or is it not fine i'm like yeah it's great no jason it's not great you fail go back to the beginning do not collect 200 you gotta choose i'm reporting it to management immediately that's the right answer i wish i would have taken a screenshot (laughs) of the there was a couple of them i'm not saying they're silly because it's the world we live in and i understand the concept i understand what they're Mm -hmm. doing i guess i just don't understand how it works like it's a case by case basis, but it can't be a case by case basis. Like there are certain people and listen right now, you know who I'm talking about. There are certain people that you work with that are that guy and even that girl. And if they do these things, they should get dinged. But then there are people that aren't that guy or that girl exactly that do it because they're good people. And honestly, uh, want to talk to you or go out with you or have interest right so i don't think they can be treated the same but they are because that's the world we live in i still think it's impossible to pick somebody up at work that's all i'm saying say no to love got it i don't think it's impossible i know there are examples of where it actually has worked i just don't think it's encouraged in a lot of instances because Things get messy. You break up with somebody you work with. Now there's tension in the office. You got to be called in to talk to managers. They don't want to deal with it. What do they always say? You're not supposed to go to the bathroom where you eat. Exactly. Or dip your pen in the company ink. Oh, yeah, that's a classic one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dip your pen in the company ink is another one. <laughs> like how, what, what century is that from? You're really red over there, by the way. Just really red. Just thought I'd tell you. Who's really red? The oh, computer sure. screen. I'm just letting them know. I don't, I don't, oh. I don't want the podcast audio to... Sound like this, and uh, people don't want to download it from the Odyssey app. Now, I went met my first wife at work. She was one of the promo girls. Okay. And I was the radio dude. And was that permitted? Because I, I thought it was some some kind of something. This would have been early two thousands. I was told I wasn't told not to do it. Oh, okay. I actually that's not true. I was told after I was told not to do it afterwards from somebody that had a long term relationship with somebody he met at work and i called him on it i said how can you tell me when you and you said this no no no. i'm sorry they didn't have a relationship but they've made comments about other women at work i was like how can you tell me when you do this okay and they but they weren't my boss or anything like that Um, that that ended in a divorce it did but it was fine 
And then Rach was working for, uh, she was the general manager of a restaurant that brought food in and they had hired me to do an appearance. Mm-hmm. And when she was visiting, she had these two little uh, floozies girls that worked with her. Why they gotta be floozies? Oh, uh, they're floozies. <laughs> and they, they were like all, they were kind of all over me. And that, that was, they're supposed to, that was the, that was the, that was the gimmick. And I was not interested in them. I was interested in Rach because she looked miserable. She looked so miserable. She's sitting there with this cute little gray pantsuit, you know, looking like a hot Hillary Clinton and, <laughs> with her hair all wet and just miserable. Did not want to be there at all. And I was like, I like you because she was miserable. And wasn't paying attention to you. That's why. Because exactly. Because it was a hunt and a chase. You had to get her attention. She wasn't like, oh, you're on the radio. Hey, she didn't care. You're right. And the first wife did the same thing. She called me uh, a dirty word. Oh. Yeah. She called me a dirty word. She's like, you're such a man. I was like, okay. Well, I like you too. I had a friend who um, was dating this guy long term, and their job had a fraternization policy. So they had a secret relationship Ooh. for seven years. Ooh. They just recently came out to their company. Came out? Mm-hmm. Like, told them, like, look, we're together. We're not hiding it anymore. We live together. Like, basically, what do you want to do? I'm sure they said, we know. I don't know what they said, but they didn't fire either one of them as of yet. So I guess they probably did know. Yeah. Like in the NFL, you can't date the cheerleaders, right? Right. So the what, what they do is the cheerleader quits because the football player's got tons of money. <laughs> exactly. They can take <laughs> care of them anyway. It's the best route to go. Yes, yeah, like, so, like some of these companies are probably losing good employees. Because <laughs> of their fraternization law. Right. Exactly. Like, dude, I'm into this person. It's more important than working here. I can mm-hmm. get another job doing it whatever it is that you do. Right. So I, re- I really, I really want to find out if people still meet people at work. Maybe sometime during the next three and a half hours I'll find this out. <laughs> but after failing four times, I, I was sitting there. It kept me up last night thinking about it. So you still haven't passed it? No. Oh, my goodness. No, I keep getting the X's, and it keeps sending me back to, like, 79 <laughs> out of, like, 213. Oh, no. I get to, I get to like, a, the, 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 the section is, like, a, it goes to a page. It has in the lower right quarter. It goes to, like, 102, and then I fail, and then I see the bottom, and it goes, <laughs> and it goes back to, it's like a slot machine. <laughs> it goes back to 72, and I got to keep doing it because I answer wrong. And the thing is, is when they make you take this quiz, they, they change up the questions. Like, they're the same questions, but they're not in the same order. So my muscle memory is all over the place. Yeah, you got to memorize it and then pick the right one. And if you can't, screenshot it. Mm-hmm. But I refuse to bow down to the man and answer the questions the way they want me to. I honestly feel that <laughs> I'm right. Well, you're going to be taking this quiz for the next month if you don't answer them questions I feel right. that if I answer incorrectly enough times that they will reevaluate their questioning. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> wrong. Wrong. All right. First round of headlines. Nikki D. I'm going to tell you why a dog had to sober up and why you may not want to retire in Cali. Ooh, good stuff. All right, two big stories from today. Get and learn here in a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. BS. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Headlines. Okie dokie. Nikki D. First round of headlines. Go ahead. A dog in the U.K. went through A.A. Florida, H1. A dog is recovering after getting violently ill from ingesting drugs while being taken for a walk in a Studio City park. 
So unfortunately, this seems to be something that has happened more than once to animals. And this is my first time hearing about it. But there was a dog in the UK. It was actually two dogs. Their owner passed away. So they were taken into a shelter and they noticed that the dogs began to have what they call fits. Sadly, one of the two dogs passed away, but this two-year-old Labrador cross, um, they kept, you know, giving her medications and monitoring her. And they realized that the owner had her hooked on alcohol. What do you mean hooked on alcohol? Because I guess somehow the dog got into alcohol and it became a daily thing where the owner was giving the dog alcohol. So what she was experiencing was withdrawals. So like a person. Yeah, like a person who was experiences withdrawals as an alcoholic. And this is a thing in the UK. It happened in the UK. In the audio no, 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 I, played, I know it happened in the UK. Is yeah. it a thing in the UK? I can't say that it happens all the time. The audio I played was from the US where someone did that right here to their dog with drugs. I mean, I can see giving your puppy a little swig. Mm. of something or they accidentally get into the beer or you spill a beer how often have you spilled a beer spilled a beer well not often me you yes (laughs) not often me (laughs) not often me (laughs) (laughs) you see the dogs jump up on the table at sky river casino a couple weeks after nelson spilled his drink (laughs) all the strays from outside are going through withdrawal uh, and you said here that there people are hooking on drugs. You know, it's yes. those weed smokers, those marijuana guys. It was actually they, cocaine. No. Yes, the dog was hooked on cocaine. The one in the audio there's that no I way somebody's wasting their cocaine on their dog. No, that's too You'd expensive. Be surprised at the things that people do with dogs, which is horrible and it's sad. But why would a man pour alcohol into a dog bowl every day? But he did. I don't see. I don't believe it. I think the dog got into the alcohol. <laughs> I don't think. Like, people are horrible to animals, uh, unfortunately, and it crushes me. But I don't see those types of people that are horrible to animals are very selfish, and they want everything for themselves. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to give up their alcohol or their drugs, especially cocaine. Do you know the price of cocaine nowadays, Nelson? Do you? I was going to say, say, how do you know what the price of cocaine is? <laughs> I've heard rumors. <laughs> uh, you're supposed, When I say Nelson, you're supposed to give me the price. Oh, that'd be, uh, it's about uh, $300 an eight ball. Look at that, $300 Sheesh. an eight ball. This is my drug guy. Then I just gave the dog a little bit, being funny. You know what, but even at a little bit, you know how much an eight ball is? Three and a half, ounce, three and a half grams. I have no idea. None. It's about a circle that big. It's about as okay. big as a gumball. Okay. About okay. as big as a gumball. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I need reference here. Uh-huh. 300, $300. I've seen it's $300 a ball. $300 yeah. for the gumball. Just it's keep a- your drugs and alcohol uh-huh. away from your dogs. <laughs> yeah. Save some money. <sighs> Snort it up your own nose. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. Go ahead. A new study dropped a bomb on retiring in Cali, H2. After generating handsome revenue working in California, it's time to retire. Living in California after retirement could be the best way to stay attached to your memories. Oh, that was very... That was relaxing, was it? wasn't it? Yeah. And you want to just Goodness. lay back. Retire in California. Well, according to mm. this study, you don't want to retire in California. It ranked third worst states out of the 50. Um, they rank based on affordability, well-being, culture, diversity, and crime. And the reason why California is the third worst is because of because of affordability. Oh, yeah, no joke. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, be optimistic about this. What mm-hmm. are the other two states? You, I want you guys to guess what the other, last two. The like, worst number are? one, number one, the number New one York. worst state. Nope. Uh, no, really? to retire. I'm going to say Georgia and Florida are the best to retire. Bing, bing, bing. Give him a ding. Yeah. He's right. Florida's number one, Georgia number two. Actually, I believe it's Georgia, and I'm not saying just because we moved from there, but 
Florida, everybody thinks Florida is the place to retire, and it's a great place to retire and to be, but because they don't have state tax like Georgia does, mm-hmm. but the price of insurance in the state of Florida, especially if you want to live on the coast, is ridiculous, right. unlike Georgia where it's not that bad. Anyway, right. so the worst two quickly would be, uh, without a doubt, the worst states to retire outside of California is... Nebraska. No, it's got it's. So she said, well-being, affordability, affordability, diversity, weather, weather, crime, crime, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. No, but it starts with an M. Montana. Nope. Michigan. Nope. Maine. Maine. Maryland. So number oh, one is Alaska. <laughs> number one is Alaska. Number two is Maine. Oh, I was going to say Alaska. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say Alaska. <laughs> Those are the, the two worst. You yeah. think it'd be good to retire in Alaska? I don't know why, but I feel like it would be cheaper to live there crime and it would be is like. Horrible in Alaska. Crime? Like, I watched this crime, this new crime show that's out right now, and it scared the bejesus out of me. Like, they kill you, throw you in the snow, nobody ever finds you. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. It's well, horrible. You, you know, it doesn't snow all the time there. But the the what so I just watched, the crimes during the winter time. Oh yeah, they're yeah. bad. No no no, but the the other six months it's okay. But it's, it's dark a lot of the times there. It's the, pitch black during the winter. I've been there yeah, during it's the winter. Dark a it's lot of pitch, times there they say it, which is another reason crime goes up when it's dark. Yeah. When the summer months change and all the things even here, crime is higher when it's dark. So yeah, Alaska has a lot of crime. But it's dark during the winter months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, summer months it's light almost all day long. Uh-huh. But it's still bad crime all year round there. What are they stealing? It's not even that they're stealing. It's just it's a lot of murders and it's a lot of unsolved murders. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've heard that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially like on the reservations or the Eskimos and all stuff. Yep, I, it's a lot I, of unsolved murders. Yeah, it's it's, it's it, I remember Friday when uh, the Eskimos got paid and they were literally passed out drunk on the side of the road. Wow, what? True story. And it, I asked it, my brother because my brother lived there with his father. Follow along, and. He was like, I was like, why are they all on the side of the road? They was like, they're drunk. They're passed out. It was payday. And that's, they, that's all they live for that's is the payday. Yeah, that's all they live. Oops. All right. Uh, you can pick it as far as tickets go. We got Collective Soul. They'll be at the Hard Rock Live July 29th. You want to buy those tickets, LiveNation.com. And then Mastodon and Gojira, the Mega Monsters Tour at Concord Pavilion. That's courtesy of Live Nation as well. So you can take your pick with the game of Order Up. Uh, I need two players. You'll go up against each other. If you get it right, you get a point. If not, the person that you're playing against gets to steal. We'll have different categories and a piece of audio with three clips. You just have to put them in order of oldest to newest. And the one, the only, the all-knowing Nikki D <laughs> will help you out along the way. I will. All right. 916-909-0985. Need some players. Again, you pick the tickets. 916 916- 909-0985. Order up here next to BS on Nanny Rock. They can't spell the word chronological, but they're pretty sure it means to put stuff in order according to year. They're not in the right order. Get this in order. Think you can do that? Let's find out. Because it's time to play Order Up. All right, welcome back. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. And you're about to play Order Up. You pick the tickets, Collective Soul or Mastodon. Collective Soul at the Hard Rock Live, and then Mastodon at Concord Pavilion. They'll be April 20th, and Collective Soul will be, as I thumb through my papers, July 29th. <laughs> Very excited. Uh, Ken in Citrus Heights, how are you, my friend? Doing great, thank you. Good. 
And Daniel in Valley Springs. Doing awesome, my friend. How you doing? Good. Everybody's so polite. Everybody's doing great. Oh, and everybody's, awesome. everybody's happy. The sun shines <laughs> out. Yeah, asking how I'm doing. Nobody ever asks how I'm doing. That's so sweet. You guys are great. Okay. So here's the deal. The game is called Order Up. Uh, I'm going to play a piece of audio for you. There's a bunch of pieces. Within that audio, there's three clips. You just very simply have to put them in the correct order of oldest to newest. Nikki D will help you out. Each will be a category. I'll tell you what the category is. Uh, my suggestion is identifying each piece, A, B, C, and figure mm-hmm. out what they are and then go from there. You'll have 60 seconds. You get it right, you get a point. If not, the other person gets to steal. All right? And then it's dead. Okay, so, Ken, your first. Are you ready over there? Mm-hmm. You look flustered. No. Okay. These would be kids' toys. That's the category. Kids', kids toys. Kids' toys. Okay. I know All toys. Right. Here we go. A1 for Kenneth. Ken, Nikki D, order them up. About 60 seconds. Go. Okay. Um, A, I think, was the skip it. I'm pretty certain of that because I kept hearing them say skip it. That's the little thing you put around your ankle in hopscotch. B, it sounded like a video game. <laughs> I wasn't necessarily sure of which video game. Did you Did you get B, Ken? Uh, yeah, I, Bop It was one of them. Bop It. Oh, okay. Pop it. I didn't catch that. And then uh, C was Furby. So we got A was the skip it. I think you said B is bop it and C is Furby. Well, no, C is Furby. Uh, uh, Yeah, I think so. Okay, so which one of those do you think is the oldest toy? Like 10 seconds. Uh, I think it would be C and then B and A. I don't think Furby's the oldest out of those because Furby's kind of like a newer toy. Three seconds. I think it might be B-A-C, but we can go whatever okay. your gut is. But I think. All right, time. Need an answer. Are you going with B-A-C, Ken? Yes. All right. B-A-C. Never heard of Skip It before. That's a thing. Skip it. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. B-A-C. Oh, don't give me that face. <laughs> Remarkably is correct. Awesome. But you skip it. You put it on your ankle. Yeah, not part of this game. No skipping. <laughs> A oh, skip uh, B. The oldest was Simon Says. Simon, the game. Oh, like Simon says you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the lights, the lights, black okay. had it. Yeah, uh, 78, 1978. Then 1996. The next one, which was A, is Bop It. Not skip it. <laughs> hey, you remember that one? It's Bop, Twist, Pull. No. Oh. And then C was Furby. Very good. <laughs> Never heard it. All right. Nonetheless, uh, Ken, you get a point. Nicely done. Dan, the board is yours. Celebrity scandals. All right. That's the category. Order these up. B1. A. Can we just find a dead person in the suicide forest hanging? Yes, sir. You think that's real? So, okay. A lot of things going through my mind. Oh, no, I'm... B. 
Yeah, no, it's it's just I, I again I woke up and decided, you know, I've been kicked around, I've been I've been criticized, I've been like the odd shucks guy with like this bitch in rock star life, one? and I'm I'm just finally gonna completely embrace it. See, yo Taylor, I, I'm really happy for you. I'm let you finish, but Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. Wow. <laughs> all right, order them up, Dan, Nikki D, go. Okay, A was um, a suicide that took place, but I'm not exactly sure of the scandal. Are you are you familiar with A? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure either. So B, um, pretty certain, was Charlie Sheen, his scandal and things that went down. And then, of course, C was the Kanye West, Taylor Swift, I'm going to let you finish thing. Now, what I'm not sure of is the years that these took place. Um, I know the Charlie Sheen thing happened before Kanye, so B somewhere in there. Kanye may be the newest. So this, I think this might be A B C. I'm not sure of what this suicide scandal is, but I would say maybe that might be the ten seconds oldest thing. Charlie Sheen and then Kanye. So I'm gonna say A B C. What do you think? I'm gonna go with Nikki D on this one. Yeah, A B C. Yeah. You got the first one right, and you got the second one wrong. <laughs> okay. Well, not yet. Applause. <laughs> What's that noise? What, what is happening? Uh, is, is somebody breastfeeding? One of you guys breastfeeding? Ken? Nope. Okay. What's that pumping noise? <laughs> I don't know. Well, somebody's pumping something. I didn't know if it was one of your men. You men were breastfeeding. Anyway, are you okay, Dan? All right, so Dan got that wrong. Can, can you get the steal? You want to put these in order? Ken. Ken, are you there? Yes. Yeah. I need. I need. Ken, I need you to focus, brother. We're live on the radio. <laughs> you sound preoccupied, but you called to play the game. I really need you to help me out and just get me through the bit. Okay, you're playing. Yes. It is. I'm ready. It is. It is your go. So you can, you can order them up, or you can pass, and we can move on. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm ready. All right. So, well, uh, I'll play. Okay, we'll go. We've already played the audio. You have to put those in order. So, okay, so ABC was wrong, Ken. So now I rearranged it to, to a, a different order. I think it could be the Charlie Sheen was the oldest. Then the suicide clip from, from A is maybe the second one, and then C, which is the Kanye scandal, is the newest one. So I think maybe it's B-A-C instead of A-B-C. What, do you agree yes. with that? Of course he's going to Yes, agree. I agree with that. He has no idea what you're talking about <laughs> right now. Uh, okay, so you're saying, what is it? B-A-C. B-A-C, and once again, you're wrong. Nice to know. Twice in a row. Yeah. <laughs> it is actually CBA, Kanye Taylor Swift, 2009, C-A-C. Charlie Sheen Meltdown, 2011, and then the newest was Logan Paul in the Suicide Farce, 2017. Dang, I did mm-hmm. not know that Charlie Sheen happened before Kanye. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's like it was yesterday, right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Ken, the board is yours. Let's focus. Just a couple more minutes, and you can go back breastfeeding. <laughs> All right. This category is social media debuts. Oh, we got this, Ken. Social media debuts. C one. Should bring back the top eight. Here's the thing about the top eight. I get it. People didn't like it. I even get why people didn't like it. It contributed to social politics. Elon Musk carried a kitchen sink into Twitter HQ this week, tweeting, let that sink in. 
then fired senior execs once closing the $44 billion deal. CEO Mark Zuckerberg announced the layoffs to his employees today, saying, quote, I want to take accountability for these decisions and for how we got here. All right, there we go. Order those up. Oldest to newest, Ken, Nikki D. All right, this is pretty simple. A is MySpace, top eight. We all know that was MySpace with the music. Um, B was Twitter. Elon Musk bought Twitter. And then, of course, C was Facebook. Um, pretty, I, I guess I said it in order, too. May, MySpace is definitely the oldest, followed by, so MySpace is A, followed by Facebook, which is going to be C. So we're going to do A, C, B, because Twitter being the newest would be B. So I think it's A, C, B. Can you agree with that? Yes, I totally agree with that. Yeah. ACB. <laughs> Can. Can. Uh, ACB is correct. Yeah, nice to know. Right, let's go. Dan's like, that's some bitch ain't even paying attention. He's getting all the easy ones. <laughs> all right, Dan, uh, you get this one. This is really easy. Okay, this is get you on the board. These are one-hit wonders. One-hit wonders. All right, let's see. Okay. <laughs> I'm so scared. It's, and I'm going to tell you what the three clips are. What are they? <laughs> Chris Brown, Ike Turner. <laughs> oh my I'm just God. kidding. Okay. Here we go. D1. Hey. Oh, Nope. Nope. No, no, no. You stopped it before I could clap. I know. Jeez. All right, here we go. Dan, Nikki D, order those up. Okay. One hit wonders. A was um Muchacho. Love that song. The Muchacho. Muchacho. And B says her name was Noel. I'm trying to think of what song that is. Did you know B? Dan? I have no idea. You both oh, be, you should no be idea. hit with a salami. Oh, my God. All right. right. And then, of course, he was, <laughs> I want to get away. So I know that song. I know C is an older song because I've been hearing it my entire life. Just then maybe Muchacho is next, A, and then B. So I'm going to go with Cab. I'm going to go C-A-B. I love Muchacho. Dan, do you believe Muchacho is in the middle of the – Song I've heard my whole life and the uh, Christmas song Noel. <laughs> Dan? You know, I'd, I'd be guessing if I said I knew. Okay, so you want to agree with Nikki? Uh, yeah. Right. Do you guys sleep out there? C A B. Uh, yeah, that is correct. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm wondering with no help from Dan and Ken. What is happening? No, they are leaving you out the. Uh, they are not <laughs> helping me. But that's why we do the bits the way we do them for phone calls like this. <laughs> uh, Tainted Love, Soft Cell, 1981. The Macarena, 1995. Macarena! You didn't even play it. You should play no, it. it. Uh, it. Uh, it's, it's not Mark Rayna. <laughs> I don't know who Mark Reina is. Hey, it's Macarena. Macarena. All right. I know he didn't play the he why didn't play would I, the beat. Why would I play that and then have him give me the whip? 
because oh I left the gosh. answer right in the middle I of know, it. Mark well, you did leave I know, was Twitter gonna... into the last I, one. And then, you know Come what? On. I was waiting for that. Uh, teenage Dirtbag, Vetus, in 2000. Mm. Uh, did you know Tainted Love was a, a soft sell was a cover? I did know that. I did not know that until I've I... have interviewed the guy from the band. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. What a great song, though. Oh, my God, yes. And, I love that song. Okay, so Dan's on the board. Let's Dan see got here. a point. Two right. for Ken, one for Dan. Ken, if you get this, you win. If not, Dan, you get it, you tie, and then can win after that. Uh, global panic. Global panic is the category. It's a very odd category, but global panic. Here we go. Ken, Nikki D, E1. And we're trying to work with the Chinese government to, to stop diseases from emerging through this process. We're working with farmers. We're testing their animals. We're looking for viruses that could be lethal to chickens and to people. For convenience, all these computer programs, when it came to do dates, you only needed two numbers. Why use four numbers when you only need two? And then they recognize what date is a computer going to think it is when we get to 2000. See. Pass the virus to her fetus during pregnancy or around the time of birth. If that happens, it can cause severe fetal brain defects, including microcephaly. Oh, no, not microcephaly. <clears throat> <clears throat> Michael Cephaly is friends with Mark Rayner. Can <laughs> <laughs> Nikki D, 60 seconds, order him up. Okay, okay, Ken. I think I know this one. Why is alive? Oh, Ken's Ken alive. Is alive. The baby's been fed. Okay, so A, what did the you have for one, A? Y2K. I'm sorry. No, the first one's uh, mad cow disease. Oh, mad the cow disease. One. I had chicken feet. Or I put COVID because it was, it said something about China, but you think it's mad cow. Okay, it might be mad cow. We'll go with that. A is mad cow. B is uh, Y2K. Uh, Y2K. Right. Yeah. And C. I had um, hand and foot disease. I mean, hand and mouth I didn't disease. Know that one. Hand, foot, and mouth. I think is what yeah, you're hand, for. foot, and mouth disease. Yeah. Is that foot what you say disease. for C, Ken? No service. I didn't. I didn't know C, but the first two sounded. I think I got those ones. All right. I don't know why he's laughing. I must have one of these wrong, but that's what I heard. One. So. <laughs> so what order? Which one do you think is the oldest? I think Y2K is oldest. Y2K is Y2K. I think Nikki referred to it as my 2K. No, I didn't. I said Y2K. All right, so you think B is the oldest, and then do you think Mad Cow or the hand and foot disease was next? I I think it was maybe A B A C. Okay, B A C. Okay, I'm, I agree with that. So we're gonna do B Y2K, <laughs> A Mad Cow, and then C Hand and Foot Disease. B-A-C. I will. I will tell you, you guys are all over the place. Do you really want to stick with B A C? Well, because <laughs> the only other thing is is COVID. Because it said it happened in China. In you got three seconds to animal. make a decision. That's, you can stick with it. I'm just COVID telling you, guys are all cow. over the place. Do you want to keep your answer, Ken, B.A.C.? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Ken, are you sure? I'm telling you, you're all over the place. <laughs> no, I, no, I don't know. Okay, well, well I need an well, answer. Yeah, just keep it uh, B.A.C. Okay, we're going to keep it. For the win. Yeah, that's right. <gasps> Ooh, why y'all doing all that laughing? Y'all doing all that laughing? Uh. Here's the deal. Mm. Uh, the oldest mm-hmm. was Y2K. That Y2K? happened in what year? 2000. Okay. <laughs> or my, so funny. My 2K. I did not say my 2K. <laughs> and then uh, in 2003, which is clip A, that is SARS. Okay, not, SARS? I've never, it's not, I know you can get it confused with that, that global pandemic of chicken feet. <laughs> <laughs> 
Everybody indoors. <laughs> chicken feet no, is spreading. I know it's not saying chicken feet was a disease. My my kid said somebody at school had chicken feet. <laughs> oh my God. Everybody stay indoors. That's not what I was saying. Shut it down. Chicken feet's on the loose. I'm glad though that you you dialed in on the chicken feet part because I left that in knowing that you would think it was COVID, COVID because yeah. I said China in the beginning. That's what I'm that's why I said COVID. Mm-hmm. And, the, was about to and then the last one is Zika babies. Oh, well, I had it close to hand, foot, and mouth disease. What Whatever happened? happened to the Zika babies? Yeah, they just kind of disappeared, didn't Remember it? Remember we'd see the pictures of the kids with the inflated heads? Uh-huh, and you can't uh, go out, like, traveling into the South because there's mosquitoes and you're going to get the Zika. But whatever happened to them? I mean, that mm-hmm. was uh, 2015, so they're now eight years old. Well, are they, though? What do you mean? Well, but I mean, like, a Zika baby with a microcephaly, that's a tiny head. Oh, it's a tiny head. Mm, it's the little head. Okay, so what happened? Well, to a lot of them don't make it out of infancy. <laughs> oh, I thought they just grew up with little faces. No, it's real bad. It's like an underdeveloped brain and little faces. No, they, he, they, he thought they played in Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not making fun of them. I just want to no, know what happened no, to them. No, yeah, you're, you're, thinking, you're not thinking small enough. You're thinking like a little person's head on a big person's body. And she's more accurate that it's more like the end of Beetlejuice with the guy with the shrunken head. No, I understand that. I just want to know where they're at now. Like, where are they now? Zika babies. I can find out. VH1, jump on them. <laughs> Can you imagine they grow up like in their fit and everything, but their faces are just small and they become oh, like yeah. professional wrestlers? <laughs> no, I can't imagine that. I can't imagine that at all. And start their own restaurant. Welcome to the Zika Hut. <laughs> like Tiki Hut. Tiki Hut. It's not. And everything's like big on the bottom and small on top. <laughs> no. Like the tables would have big legs and just a small counter. The hamburgers would be fat with small little buns. I'm going to pass out. <laughs> no, nobody's no. filming. Okay, no. Dan, sorry about you losing. You just stayed on the phone, but that's cool. Thank you for listening. Um, we'll have more tickets tomorrow at this time. And Ken, you, you were just a rock star. I can't tell you how much I appreciate your participation. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so, I got two toddlers over here. I'm trying to so you them. were Okay, so you were breastfeeding. No, no, they are no, no breastfeeding here. There was a pump. We heard a pump, and I know it wasn't Dan. I was chopping something. Maybe that was it. What were you chopping? Broccoli. A bell pepper. A bell pepper. Are you giving a baby a bell pepper? Oh, I'm making meatloaf for dinner. Babies eat meatloaf? <laughs> well, they're not babies. They're two, one and two. Oh, okay. It's soft food. They can, they can swallow it. Are they Zika babies? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> well, if you ever find a Zika baby, let us know, okay? Okay. All right. Thank you. Hang on, Ken. No, Why no. are you, ba- where's your, is it, are you just single? Are you single dad? Uh, no, my wife's at work. Um, daycare was closed, so I stayed home today with the kids. Oh, okay. You just told your job I'm staying home. Yep. Yeah, and they're cool with that. Yeah, I'm kind of the boss. Oh, kind of. really? What do you of. What do you do? I'm uh, the uh, I'm an executive chef for a rehab center. That, that's a great gig. It is. So you make people better with your food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's all. Like, I used to be addicted to heroin, but I stopped because Ken made me meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> That's Maybe. the best chef ever. He is, and he has great chopping skills, as we heard. I know. It sounds like you're pumping milk. Mm-hmm. Pumping milk. Pumping milk. All right, Ken. Thank you, sir, for listening. You hang on. And he's listening to the radio while he's watching his kids and making dinner. Call that uh, super multitasking? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not talking about that. He's listening to the radio inside. Oh, at home. Welcome yes. to 1992. Yes. All right. That's badass. That is. <laughs>
It's like gathering around the radio to listen to The Shadow or Little Orphan Annie and now the BS. Oh, I mean, or maybe he's Alexa-ing it. No, oh, well, I'm sure that's what that. he's doing. I was joking about the other uh-huh. one. Yeah, I'm sure he's doing that. Anyway, uh, we'll have more tickets tomorrow at this time. We still, whatever tickets they don't want, we'll have sometime, anytime during the day. I don't really have a way to give them out, so if you just want them at some point, you want to call and ask for them, I'd be more than happy to give them to you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> really, they're not mine, so I, I don't want them. Um, if you fly often, you're going to like this concept. It's not real yet, but it makes sense in my opinion, and I'm not a big flyer. So this might change, if it's picked up, the way that we all travel. Kind of neat. It's the BS on 98 Rock. What a great song. Such an anthem. Yeah. Anthem of a generation. What do you mean, yeah? It makes you feel like <laughs> yeah. dancing. I know that song. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to me. Okay, well, talk to yourself. Because you never listened to that song growing up. I didn't listen to it growing up, but I've heard it lots of times. But you don't, like, get into it and have flashbacks of your childhood. No, I don't. You listen to it and you're like, silly. I listen to it and say, come on, feel the noise. Well, yeah. okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think she does. What do you think, Nelson? <laughs> I think she's probably heard it. I was surprised that she was able to rapidly recall it then, though. I, I think she might have listened mm-hmm. to it once or twice. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Uh, so if you travel often, and uh, uh, I feel for you, I could never do that. I, I was, love traveling. I, I wish I, you know what, I, I wish I had a job. That, like, I traveled all the time. Me too. But I don't wish that. Mm-mm. I say that I wish that in my head, but I couldn't do it because I'm not a good flyer. I love going to the airport. Just to know that I'm going to go to the airport makes me feel so excited. <clears throat> but when you get on the plane, air travel has kind of gone to crap over the years. Uh, and, and it's, you know, you're just squished. Uh, if you're Nelson and you're a big guy, you're mm-hmm. really squished. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not a big guy and you're sitting next to Nelson, you're squished. <laughs> uh, a lot of times people are rude. They're stinky. They do dumb things. As we heard yesterday, the guy that refused to get off the American Airlines flight out of Charlotte because they didn't <laughs> give him his pre-flight drink and he had to get thrown off. Nobody wants to start their plane ride with some guy getting thrown off. No. Not at all. Because what I'm thinking in my head is that this guy was a, a, a diversion to the other bad guy who's still on there. Of course you would think that. <laughs> I know. You're always ready to spring into action. Uh, but the seating is always bad, right? It's always uncomfortable. So somebody came up with this concept, and it's just a concept. You know, No one's planning on doing this right now. If it happens, it's, it's going to take a minute. I don't know how long it would take to do this, though. I would, I would assume not that long. Because you have, and here's the concept, is it's very simple. You split up the aircraft into three cabins, mm-hmm. and you get rid of the middle seat. So just first class comfort in coach. Well, it, yeah, take that out of the equation. Just just to say three sections, probably in coach. I, I don't know. Uh, they didn't really talk about breaking it up the first class and all that stuff. But just say. Just three, like, rows. No, three cabins. So three widths okay okay and then you would have three rows okay of two seats that's good I think you, I like and that. you would have two aisles kind of like the big planes mm-hmm. oh i get you yeah i see what he's saying see now. what i'm saying mm, two down the middle two, and two, two hugging two. the sides mm-hmm. right because very i mean who travels with three people that's like an appetite i don't know what this infatuation is with odd numbers be a be an even number person right odd numbers suck mm-hmm. five mozzarella cheese sticks Four people at the table. Who gets the fifth mozzarella cheese stick? 
it's always, likes it the most. It's always the odd number, but then they're the fatty <laughs> or they're the greedy person. Same with Rose. People don't travel in threes. They travel in twos. Four, sixes, eights. Fours. And if you're traveling as business, you're traveling in, in ones, By right? yourself, yeah. Yeah. Well, so maybe that's the odd number. Um, so I, I like the idea, the concept. And it doesn't necessarily make it roomier, they say. It's just uh, just a different way to do things. And then you got to deal with the who sit next to the windows because now me you've got the middle two rows that don't have any windows. But supposedly they, the idea is to put like a screen of a fake window so you're looking outside. Or maybe they'll have cameras and you can actually look outside. But even most of the time, people that sit by the window don't really look outside. Like, I don't Never. do a lot of looking outside. <laughs> Never. I like to sit close to the window because I don't like sliding in and out of people, and I like to lay my head on it to sleep. They never look outside. And when we <laughs> hit bumps, I always want to look outside. I'm like, all right, let's see how bumpy the clouds are. Or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm weird like that. And it's always shut. And they're, they're like, they look at you going, I know you want me to open it. <laughs> but you don't say anything. Where they leave it cracked just a little bit. Sometimes I where, do, yes. Where that ray of light is perfectly <laughs> oh. into your cornea. Sometimes oh, I do. But you know what? I don't even look at the people next to me to see if they want to look out my window. I never even pay them attention, to be honest. Well, that's rude. How is that rude? Because the window's not yours. It's the entire rose. Oh, it's mine. I'm mm-hmm. sitting by the window. It's my seat. I, well, if you're sitting next to the exit seat, would you not let anybody out in case of emergency? Um, in case of an emergency, I'd be the first one out, so the door already be open. Yeah, I understand that. But if the window's yours, you know I'm winning this argument. You're not going to win this argument? It makes sense, does it not, Nelson? Yeah. I, God, don't pin me against her. She's my ally. I need, <laughs> I need my girl. Tell me it doesn't make sense based off what she just said. It, do- it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. I'm sorry. It, Can you speak it, up, please? Let me turn my headphones up. Sorry. Go ahead. Say it again. It doesn't make sense. No, my point does. Yes, your point does make sense. Okay. His what? point doesn't make he sense. He juggles his boobies when he do- does no, that. I had that's an what itch. he did? I had a boob itch. Oh, I'm just tweaking my that's like his, that's like his. That's like his tell when he's uncomfortable. He juggles his breasts. <laughs> <laughs> like, stop bouncing your nipples, man. Is that against company policy? That's I'm surprised that airplanes haven't put cameras on yet. I am too. I am too with all the things that's happening and going on and people being taken off. and It's really easy ugh. to do. Or I'm thinking like your idea. Why aren't there cameras on the outside that you can access from the little monitor on your seat? Just cameras everywhere. I mean, they're inexpensive. Uh, you can it would it would it would be helpful when you have idiots on planes mm-hmm. and they you know he said she said you wouldn't have to worry about that anymore. Mm-hmm. Easily identified terrorists if something crazy happens, you know exactly who they are. Right. Yeah. And the viral videos would be better because the audio and the video would be facing the people. Yep. It wouldn't. You wouldn't watch that guy being dragged out from an employee down the hall. You'd get it right up in his face. And if you had cameras on every chair, then you could pay extra. You could upcharge people to have the video of you sleeping on your flight. I mean, I know it sounds silly, but <laughs> someone would buy it. But people like Nikki D, who streams and gets paid for it, mm-hmm. should be like, "Ah, oh, it's Black Diamond. I'm about to take a four-hour flight. Don't you want to watch me and give me money while I snooze?" And not let people people look out my window. They would. (laughs) I hope that we get in some type of incident because I'm going to watch me not let anybody out the little parachute thing. (laughs) Stream it all here. Give me, what do they give you? Diamonds. Diamonds. Give me diamonds. They turn into cash. They do. Lots of it. 
All right, second round of headlines, yeah? I'm going to tell you where the latest machete attack has happened and what changes are coming to the post office. All right, get your second round of headlines here in a minute. Hang on, it's the BS on 90 Rock. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines, read all about it, baby. Extra, extra, read all about it. Headlines. Here we go, round number two of headlines. Go ahead, Nikki D. Another weapon is being used way too much in crimes these days, a machete, H3. A known transient. Authorities consider him a danger to the public and to law enforcement officers. So there's been another attack with a machete, this time here locally in Sacramento. The This happened yesterday about 4.30 p.m. near Lynette Street and Elvis Avenue. They have no idea um, what brought on this attack. All they're saying is that a man was found injured. He was cut with a machete. He was taken to the hospital. Did not have life-threatening injuries, and they arrested the person who attacked him. So just on the street? Just on the just street. Just randomly a guy walked up to another guy with a machete? Randomly. And then there was another news story from the clip that I played um, where a guy was riding his bicycle, and somebody walked up to him and hit him in the head with a machete. With a machete? Yes. That's nuts. I didn't nuts. know that many people got attacked with machetes. I wonder if it's like a certain organization and that's their calling card. Yeah, no, the reason I say that, there's a law and order, uh, there's like a, a a big law and order episode. There's like three in a row. Yeah. And <laughs> and and SVU. And they uh there was a gang that it, it was horrible, like what they did. Like they the in order to get in like you carried machetes, mm-hmm. but in order to get into the gang, you, you had to assault somebody with it? Sexually assault somebody <gasps> and not with the machete, but the machete was their weapon of choice. To kill people. Oh my goodness, that's horrible. I I hadn't seen people use a machete to kill you outside of movies. I didn't. I don't know anybody mm-hmm. who even owns one. I, I own one. I own one. Because what? I've th- never seen a machete at your house. Uh, well, because it's in my machete case. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you have it for? Just for, looks for protection. So you're gonna go get a machete out of a case and chop somebody with it? It's if I need to. Yeah. If you have guns, I understand that. So why would you go get a machete? Because in the zombie apocalypse, man, bullets are going to run out eventually. You just never know which weapon you need. <laughs> you don't need a Plus, machete. if I, if for some reason I find myself in a highly grassed area, I'm going to need to cut them down. You can't see him in the jungle? With no. the machete. No, yeah, I cannot. He's jungle ready. They, they uh, quickly, they just, they released the body cam footage of law enforcement in Kentucky and that kid went into the bank. That kid, by the way, he wasn't, th- these shooters are not, we're seeing a different type of shooter. They're not dressed like shooters, like the 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 one the girl, the, the trans girl mm-hmm. with the red baseball cap on. Yep. And then this guy looked like he was going to the mall. He was going out on a date. He had like nice jeans and a collared shirt, nice shoes, and walked in with a gun. And walked in with with a gun. I am surprised. I'm really really surprised that someone hasn't developed a business plan of security and it becomes so big that insurance companies would give companies a break by having these third-party secure and i'm not talking about the guy you hire for minimum wage off the street that's probably got a criminal background as is i'm not talking about that security i'm talking about ex-military ex-law enforcement people that know what they're doing uh these are the same people that should be working for tsa in my opinion how is there not a big company like that that says, hey, hire us and we will stand guard every day. We will be 
your security every single day. Because rich people have bought them all up. And you have to have your security looking like their security. Mm -hmm. So, like, when I go to Tiffany's, I feel a little bit intimidating with their security because they look like security. Yeah, there's a a place in uh, the Galleria, not Tiffany's, but another jewelry store. Mm -hmm. They got a guy out there strapped to the leg. I'm like, yeah, you know. Whether that gun's real or not doesn't matter. I ain't stealing anything from you. Exactly. They mean business. All right, second headline. Sending out mail could get a bit more pricey. H4. The agency is also looking to increase fees for P.O. box rentals, money orders, and insurance. So the cost for mailing a letter, um, like she said, getting P.O. boxes, things like that at a post office are going up about three cents, possibly. Um, the U.S. Postal Service is filing for a motion to increase mailing services effective July 9th. And it's basically because the cost of living, inflation, things like that have gone up. So they need to go up on their prices, too. It's ridiculous to send something. Shipping has gotten way out of control. It's really expensive. It's, I mean, <laughs> it's it's almost to the point where... You're, you know, it's almost to the point where it's cheaper to uh, to pay for an extra suitcase and fly yourself to the place. <laughs> that's why I did that when I came <laughs> out seriously. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's what Rach does. That's why I do she, that. She comes back. She's coming back out this weekend. It's cheaper mm-hmm. for us to fly the dogs every time and for her to bring an extra two suitcases of stuff. Then to mail it. Yeah. yeah. My mom sent me a box probably like two weeks ago, and she won't tell me the full price, but I know she paid probably $200 to send me like a, a few items that was Like $50 box. worth of stuff. Right. <laughs> it was insane. It's silly. All right. Uh, so this past weekend, we I'd never been axe throwing before. Me either. So we uh, just randomly, it wasn't like a destination spot. We stopped into this axe throwing place. It was great. That's not the story. The story is what happened <laughs> in the axe throwing place. Fathers, you're totally going to get this, right? Because this is the first time that it's happened to me. Mothers, on the other hand, won't understand this at all, at least from what I understand and what I've went through. Because hmm. it has to do with uh, something that happened with my daughter there. So I'll tell you that story here in a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Hey, thanks for being here. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. Right there, that's Nikki D. There's Nelson. Your phone number, 916-909-0985. Don't forget to download the Odyssey app. It's free. You can listen live, stream wherever, and get all the podcasts after the fact. Also on thebaileyshow.com. And if you're on Instagram or Facebook, at Listen to the BS. And if you'd like to subscribe to our YouTube channel, at The Bailey Show. Uh, good stuff from present, past, and of course, the future, uh, if you're into that kind of stuff. So this past weekend, my family, it was my last weekend, the uh, last weekend, my family were here, meaning my wife, my daughter. And her friend, before they had to go back to Atlanta, they're, they're going to fully move here in June. So we're all going through this on this show. For those that are new, we're new. And, uh, you know, we're without our families, and it's just how life is. So my wife flies back and forth now, and I'll fly back for my daughter's graduation. She graduates next month. So we're, we went out Saturday night, and we one of the places that I wanted to show my daughter, it was really all about my daughter liking Sacramento. She's never been here. She's never been to California. And so wanted her to get excited because she's moving out here and she's going to go to college at Sierra Community College, so on and so forth. You wanted her to love it. Yeah, I wanted her to love it. So I did a lot. I had a lot of preparations. You did. To make her love it. Her bedroom was done, so on and so forth. So last night we went out and, and I wanted to take her to downtown Folsom. I love downtown Folsom. I think it's beautiful. It's so cool. Haven't been there during the day. I've only been there at night and a lot of the shops are closed. But the restaurants that I've eaten at and the places that I've seen, really, really neat. 
And I knew she would like it. She likes the outside, walking around, get an ice cream, maybe mm. buy something, get a sweatshirt, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I went down there during the day. It's really nice. Isn't it cool? Yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, again, through the eyes of people that just got here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Somebody li- it's been, new to us. lived a full summer. They're like, oh, God, I can't stand that place. It's so stupid. <laughs> oh, to you, new to me. So uh, we went down. We, we ate at, um, well, my wife picked out the place, which I, is never a good idea. It wasn't in downtown Folsom, but it was, I forget what the name of the restaurant was, but you could see downtown Folsom. But that's an easy (laughs) mistake to make when you move here. I've done it. I understand her pain. So we're sitting at a table and looking at the lights and telling my daughter, well, that's where we're going to go next. (laughs) (laughs) It's over there. Uh, Had a nice meal and then left and we go downtown Folsom. Walking around, most of the shops were closed. They had just had some type of event. And so we got some ice cream, walking around, and we hear all this ruckus from this one place. We're like, well, must be open. Let's go check it out. We finally get there, and it's an axe-throwing place. It's called the Smart Axe, okay. which is a very clever name. That is. And I guess they've got a couple different Smart Axes in or around town. I'd never been axe-throwing before, trying to kill time because the night was still young. And I was we're here. Might as well do it, right? So we're like, hey, can we get a lane? They were very pleasant. It was a nice young lady up at the front. There was a nice young man up at the front as well. Fill out your waivers. Give them the money. They send you to a lane. They give you an axe. They run through how to throw the axe properly. You think you know, but you really don't. I promise you. And it was fine. You can play games like, you know, bar games of uh, darts. You can play cricket and 21 and all that stuff. You guys been? No, you haven't. No, I've never been. You've been. Did they have any other game modes or was it just like just the standard like bullseye? Well, they had a big thing of wood Mm -hmm. and a big circle on the wood and they had a bullseye in the middle. There wasn't anything like projected onto it. No, there was a number one, two, three. So the one I went to has like extra things you can do. They got like a zombie mode and so they've got a projector that comes out and it senses where the axe is where you can do the regular. No, this was regular, smegular, regular. This was bullseye wood mode. Okay. Straight up. (laughs) Default. And, And they had a chalkboard. Okay. For you to keep score. It wasn't digital. It was OG stuff. Yeah. And then so you had to put the names. We had teams. That was it. So we're throwing it. It's fun. A lot of fun. And uh, the young man that was at the front, he keeps walking by. And we're the very last lane. Keeps walking by. The God. same boy who you were saying was at the front when y'all came Right, in. right, right. Okay, right, okay. Yeah. Keeps walking by. You know what he's doing. I no, I actually at the time I did not know what he was doing. <laughs> Again, it's me, my wife, my teenage daughter, and her friend, the same age, they're both 17. He keeps walking by. And then he stops and I'm going and he compliments my axe throwing ability. Because I hit a bullseye. He goes, Well, you're gonna take my job, man. I'm like, Yeah, it's cool, buddy. Kid's good. I'm not good with small talk with anybody. I was like, yeah, thanks, man. Cool. And he's just watching. Why, why are you watching? Stop watching. I know why he's watching. I know. And I didn't. <laughs> Thought he was watching. He was side on. My daughter was up next. My daughter's very attractive. She's beautiful. Very pretty girl. She's a pretty woman, yes. And so she gets up and throws. And she's been... Cr- See, this is where I, I think I got played. And this is why I say, dads, you're going to know... Moms, you're not going to know because <laughs> the end result of this, my wife was like, it's fine. And so uh, my daughter has been crushing the entire time. She's been, the, the axe has been going in the wood almost every single time. <laughs> oh, really? She gets up as this boy's watching 
And the axe just doesn't go into the wood. <laughs> Oopsie, uh-huh. look at me. I need help. Again, oblivious. <laughs> and this is coming from a guy that prides himself on being two steps ahead of everybody, mm-hmm. knowing ready my surroundings, ready to spring it, knowing everything, clueless what's going on. She goes again. Oopsie, didn't go in. You know, she's not saying that. I'm embellishing. So the kid goes, kid starts coaching her. And in my head, I'm I'm pissed. She's a smooth operator. I'm mad because I'm like, dude, that's my job, even though this is the first time I've ever done it. (laughs) But you're an expert. But I'm the dad. This is not your job. This is my job. And he's coaching her. He's not like standing behind her or anything weird like that, but he's coaching her from the side, and she gets better quickly. Ooh. Right. I, I realized this after the fact because <laughs> this took like four or five different throws. And then he keeps going, go again, go again, go again. I'm like, no, we have turns. When you miss, you miss. And who are you we to come over? Turns. Who are you to come over and tell me how to play my axe game, kid? <laughs> oh, my God. You sound like a baby. We have turns. <laughs> so my wife goes, the friend goes, I go. I'm thinking nothing of it. Thinking that, and then, and then he's gone. He left. Right? Okay, he did his job. And I'm sitting there going, okay, well, he was just a very, everybody's been so friendly since we moved here. He's no different. Mm-hmm. He's a nice, well-mannered young man. I overreacted in my head. I didn't say anything out loud. I'm Jason Shocker, overreacts, overanalyzes. This is me. It's my fault. No one else's. We leave. I find out that they, this, this is, this is I'm, I'm not trying to sound cool, but this is what I was told. They exchanged snaps. Mm-hmm. Snapchats. Right. Right. You guys know what that means. Yeah, snap do. code. You yeah. get the snap, pull the snap code You pull code up, up your QR code, they scan it with their phone, and you're in like, like. Right. Boom. So my daughter literally, while my back was turned, pulls up her screen, he snaps it, mm-hmm. and goes away. Yeah. Just like mm-hmm. that. Like your picture. Yeah, your profile picture is a QR code. And that's how you meet. Right? That's mm-hmm. how the kids meet. No. Clueless. And you know why they use Snapchat, right? Because it disappears in like 24 hours. That's exactly The messages why. disappear in 24 mm-hmm. hours. It's untraceable. Where's that kid in the basement that developed some type of app to trace all this stuff? It's, <laughs> it's called screen record. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm talking about me doing no. it on my phone to, you can to, her, rec- to her phone. <laughs> I can sh- oh, yeah, well, yeah. okay. That's called cloning. And, and so we, 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 get, we get home and... Uh, and and and, th- and that I thought that was it, right? I find out I'm like, that's fine. You know, you made a friend, and you fly back to Atlanta tomorrow, and you know, you guys can Snapchat and talk all you want, and then maybe when you come back out here, you you can meet him. He's on his way over to your house the next day. Okay, yeah, the next day he's on his way over. <laughs> he's coming over tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tonight, not four o'clock afternoon. Oh, I'm sorry, I messed this up. This was Friday. Saturday, when we got back from the yeah. Redwoods, you guys yeah. were over. Mm-hmm. We get back late, like it was like 8.30, mm-hmm. and then the kid's coming over my house. I haven't had anyone over other than you guys. But it's your reaction that's the funniest of this all. You're chomping on his pizza. No, you weren't there for the initial oh. him being told. He's chomping on his pizza. He's all jittery and happy and bouncing around. And then Rach is like, yeah, um, Rach, uh, uh, Aaron's friend's coming over in, in a little bit. And, and Bailey's like, who? <laughs> what? <laughs> Coming where? Bite still and in his mouth. And it goes downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even finish his pizza. 
I just am going, this kid's got balls. Mm, it does. <laughs> like, huge balls. He not only hit on my daughter in front of me, which my dumb, naive ass figured out after the fact, but now he's coming over my house. Like, I don't know this kid. He could take a golf club to my knee and hold us hostage. <laughs> He could, I mean, we know nothing that we didn't do. A, we haven't had time to do a background check. I don't have waivers, NDAs. I don't have anything ready for this kid. Have it fingerprinted Where's him? your machete? I, and I don't have any of my weapons. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> They're all in a pod. <laughs> I'm like, I go, no, it's late. Does this really? And she goes, my wife says, don't, don't. This is not a good time to, to, to do that. It's her, she's making new friends. I'm like, no, she, he's a boy. I know mm-hmm. what the boys want. He's, she's the, well, here was the alternative. He invited them over to his house. Okay. In El Dorado Hills. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, that's not happening. No. You know. <laughs> no. All right. So we all get in the hot tub, and I'm just waiting for this kid to come over. Me too. That's why I had my back to the wall and facing the window so I can just see. So I am just prepped to give him the, the business. Full press board. Yeah. I'm yes. just the, like, my shirt's off. Kevlar was on. Did some push-ups. He's wearing a tactical vest. Yeah. Put on my fake muscle sweatshirt to make it look jacked. I didn't think you needed to put the the eye black on like uh, Rambo, though. I think that was a little too much. Yeah. William Wallace style. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've got an array of knives outside. (laughs) Chainsaws hanging from the balcony. And so we see him come in through the front door. Like, we, we see through the blinds, and we see this kid come through the front door. This kid... Beelines, right? I mean, he's escorted, but he's walking with confidence through my house to the back porch area where we're enjoying our beverages. And he walks right up to me as I'm sitting in this hot tub and shakes my hand, looks me in the eye, shakes my hand and says, hi, I'm such and such. He says his name and he goes, I'm sorry, your name, your, your name is? He has no fear. He knows that name. No fear. Your name is what? What did he just say to me? <laughs> you should know my name before you walk in that door. He does. No, he does. He Your did. Na- I, he I, I think he did too. He did. No way. No way he didn't know. I think even if she told God, him, he that's forgot. Smooth. And the guy's mind game. The guy's playing <laughs> some kind of shell game with my mind. A guy this smooth knew the name from the, the tally board at the axe throwing place. He knew it before he even got the snap code. That's a good point. That is. A well, good point. my name wasn't. Name wasn't oh, up you there. didn't have your real name up there, or well, you didn't have. You had a team name. We had a team name, mm. but we had to sign waivers. He, I, know, I guarantee you that kid. I, I if they had right. to sign a waiver, he could not read his signature, so he did not know his name. <laughs> signature, right. you can't read his print. No, <laughs> true point. All right. So I'm like, you know, Jason. You know, he's like, nice to meet you, sir. And then we start talking. What do you want to do? What do you do? Tells me a little bit about his life, his mm-hmm. story, some ups and downs. The entire time, just staring right at me, right? Looking me in the eye. He yeah. doesn't break a stare. No. Did not break a stare. Kid was cool, calm, and collected. Yes, he was. I liked him. I, I fell in him. love with him. I, was, I wanted him to hit on me. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing that pissed me off the most about this whole thing. Mm-hmm. What pissed you off? God, what a good kid. Right. <laughs> Don't, ain't that the truth? <laughs> what a good kid. All you want, just give me a reason to punch you, dude. His mother raised him so well. Yes. Manners and all. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking, am I just being a sucker? Because I Eddie Haskelled when I was younger. Uh-huh. You know, Gen X kids, we Eddie Haskelled, right? That's what boys do. 
See, if I gotten to the age where I've lost my edge of being able to spot the Eddie Haskell, or this is just a different day and age. Like I want to say, I want to think nothing changes because hmm. some things just don't ever change. Some things do change, but I don't think that you can always spot it right away. And if all the boys coming today are like him, I'm going to be a little confused myself. They aren't. I, I'm not going to know. My daughter's Snapchat brings the boys to the yard. <laughs> they do. <laughs> <laughs> and her snap is better than yours. Yours. <laughs> that sounds dirty. That's, yeah, that I feel I gross I saying that. You no. sound dirty, not me. You sound dirty. That's Khalif. <laughs> And then they go in the, the, the living room. Of course, they're not going upstairs or anything, but they go in the living room and they talk. And I was so comfortable with this young man at my house. And like, our house isn't done. Like, we got stuff everywhere. I only have all my stuff here. This is a, it's, it's in disarray. He's, this dude comes over and they're sitting there. There's no TV. There's mm-hmm. nothing. Just sitting there. They're, they're talking. Kids talking. Imagine that. Crazy. I felt so comfortable with this kid. I went upstairs and went to bed. Oh, I didn't know that. I, fell I didn't asleep. know that either. I fell asleep. Well, my wife was in charge, but I fell. I fell asleep. You know, my wife said, "It's fine. It's fine. You're gonna. You're overreacting. So, you know, I don't want to get in trouble." I'm like, even though I wear the pants in the family, right. not really. So I was like, "All right, well, you know, you handle it. Something goes wrong, it's on you." <laughs> so, so you can say that. That's what you want to be able to say. This is your fault. It's on you. You let all this happen. No well, blame pe- for me. People don't believe my visionary skills, so I have to allow something bad to happen <laughs> in order for people to understand that I can see into the future. You can. You have you have some things that you have predicted, and they have definitely been spot on. But in this case, the boy seemed like he was pretty good. I can't I can't tell you how much I wanted to dislike this kid. <laughs> and I can't tell you how much I was so mad that I loved this kid. And I can't tell you how upset I am with myself because I can't figure out if I'm stupid <laughs> or an overreacting dad. The you're re- not you're ahead. not stupid though. Probably an overreacting dad. The real question is, how upset are you going to be when she loses interest and or breaks his heart? And then the cool kid's not coming around anymore. Well, there's another one out there like that that I always talk about. Oh yeah. And I'm like, where is he at? Where is Zoe? Oh, you really like him. I really like him. <laughs> he was such a cute. I, 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 he was just a little adorable little thing. Okay. A little, little fuzzy guy. <laughs> a little big head. You know, big hair. A little fuzzy. He's just a little. <laughs> you know, he's like. Fuzzy guy. <laughs> he wasn't like trying to be cool. He was, actually, he's a California kid. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and I, always, I always bring him up. But he's this kid's kind of like him. He had a little fluffy head, a little Bieber mm-hmm. thing going. You know, wore the sweatshirt cool. He came over dressed in his work clothes. Mm-hmm. So he's like, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. Exactly. God, that kid was cool. I wasn't that cool when I was that age. Not even close. I was. Well, good for you. I was cool. Nobody's, like, the boyfriend I had, his mom didn't like me, but it didn't mean I wasn't cool. I was, like, fake cool. This kid's legit cool. I've never been cool, so I can't relate at all. <laughs> Poor mm. Not one day in my life have I ever been cool, smooth, or otherwise. Uh, all right. The good news is the NFL Sunday ticket's back, right? Nice. Uh, and possibly the good news, if you have YouTube TV, it's no longer on DirecTV. YouTube TV's bought it. This is old news. Now, the bad news might be the pricing. And the pricing came out today. Uh-huh. So throw the numbers out to you. You can tell me if it's too high for you, too low for you. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I know the question that everybody's going to ask, does it include the red zone because I just want the red zone? Uh, I don't know. I haven't read the story yet. You haven't read the story yet. <laughs> <laughs> he gets everything ready right before we do it. So. <laughs> but, but I will before we talk about it. I promise you. All right. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Oh, that reminds me. If anybody wants those Mastodon tickets, I still have them. <laughs> we do. Two of them. Yeah. With Gojira. Yeah. I don't have a way to get them out, so if anybody wants them, just call is it two or is it four for that one? I think that one's four tickets, oh, isn't I can it? I tell you. Hold on. I'm giving out Look four my tickets red book. for that one. Is it four? That's the it is four tickets. Four tickets, mm. yeah. You so you friends. and some friends. Yeah. It's a good night out. Yeah. So if anybody mm-hmm. wants those, feel free. Just got to do it by seven. Uh, <laughs> football season can't get here fast enough. Uh, the NFL Sunny ticket no longer on DirecTV. And so YouTube TV has it. Now, I cut the cord uh, a little over a year ago, and very happy I did it. Very, very happy I did it. It changes. It really changes your world. Like, if you're a TV watcher, uh, you know what I mean by TV watcher. Not that you've watched TV before, but if you're, you know. Cable, you sit, you watch TV a lot. Right. And I, I found that I was paying a ridiculous amount of money for thousands of channels that had nothing on. All the time, you just channel surfing. That's all you do. You just you just keep scrolling. Mm-hmm. And we all have something that we're watching, anyways—a series or right. something that we're on. So it is a waste of money. So we, yeah, we found ourselves there was like three or four channels that we watched. Mm-hmm. That too. was it. So we we cut the cord, and it like it it. Hold on for a second. No, don't worry about. It. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> hey, is this Susan? Yes, it is. Hey, how are you? It's uh, the BS. What can I do for you? Hi, baby. How are you? Good. Did you just say you're giving away some tickets, or is that at a later time? Oh, no. Hold on for a second. I dropped my phone. Hmm. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's coming. I, he's I, get said, stuff, I said that I have Mastodon and Gojira tickets uh, uh-huh. before 7, if, if anybody wants. Why did you want them? Yes. Okay. Are you a Mastodon fan, really? No, but it sounds interesting. I, I'd like to go <laughs> see a metal show for once. Oh, okay. You've never seen a metal show. Oh, this is definitely right up your alley then. If you've never seen a metal show, uh, it's I've never at, been to one yet. Okay, it's at the Concord Pavilion. Okay. Can you go there on April twentieth? Yeah. <laughs> Four twenty, man. <laughs> Four twenty, man. <laughs> All right. Um, I feel like I need you to do something. Like there should be some type of. Gotta do some kind of metal vocal for us, don't you? W- way to win the tickets. Oh yeah. Spell. Can you spell a word out of Mastodon? Mastodon. Okay. Uh, Just any word. Make a word out of Mastodon. Just by using okay. any of the letters. Uh, <laughs> I know what one you I got me use. on the spot right now. I'm trying to think. One starts with an N. Well, it's... It, I'm sorry. What did you just say? Did you say N? N. Mastodon. No. Mastodon? Mastodon. No, M is in no. moron. M-A-S-T-O-D-O-N. Just make. I'm saying one of the words that she could use oh, I thought you starts said, with an N. I thought you said. Oh, Mastodon. are you wanting her to spell the N word? <gasps> no. Oh no. my God. A three-letter even... word. I'm giving her something right. easy. Anyway, this is taking too long. Don is would work. What about the word don't? There you go. Don't. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> Shouldn't take that long. But okay. Don't give the tickets to anybody else. No, no, no. I wouldn't <laughs> do that. You sound like you. I don't want to be around you when you're angry. Mm-hmm. So, Susan, if you can hang on and we'll get your information. I want to finish this YouTube thing, and then we'll get to you, okay? All right. Thank you, Bailey. You're welcome, Susan. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we cut the cord a long time ago, and, and couldn't be any happier about it. Now, YouTube has bought the Sunday ticket, and they spent a lot of money on it, right? 
three if you're a subscriber to YouTube TV, $349 for the season, $249 if you purchase before June 6th. Okay, so tell me when you say buy the Sunday ticket. Yeah. This is what an extra place you can watch football. This is the place if you want to watch all of the games. Okay. Minus the blacked out games. Well, they even have those, don't they? I thought the Sunday ticket had everything. Yeah, they'll have every game. Oh, okay. So, like, if you, like, live in Sacramento and you're a Detroit Lions fan. Mm, you're not getting a lot of Lions games. You're not going to get the Lions games. On regular cable. Correct. Ooh, okay, I'm tracking. Yeah, we'll, we'll only get, you know, most likely, you know, the, well, the, the Sunday night and the Monday night. Well, the NFC, the Sunday game, the NFC games, you're going to get all 49ers. Mm-hmm. And then the AFC, you'll probably get the Chargers. Oh, okay, right? okay, okay. Whoever they're playing. Right. So, that'll be that. If you bundle it with the red zone, that's three hundred eighty nine dollars, and if you do it early, that's two eighty nine. That's this what is for the year. Yeah, that's what okay. I'm a red zone guy because I'm a I, as much as I love football, mm-hmm. I'm a fantasy football guy. Mm-hmm. Just give me the highlights. Oh, you don't want to see everything? Nah, 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 nah. I'm, I can't. You know, unless it's the Super Bowl or a playoff game, I'm not sitting through the whole thing. Because that's a lot of football to watch. Oh, I, I I'm oh, so God. excited Ooh. for this year. Game start at ten. Right. Done by four. Oh, even the night games? Stop it. You know? I'm here for the West Coast. Non-YouTube subscribers, $449 for the season. $350 early, or $349. $489 with the Red Zone. Still worth it if you don't want to subscribe to YouTube. It's a lot of money. I guess it's not far off from what DirecTV was charging. I don't know the answer to your question. The question is, can you just get the Red Zone I, 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 they haven't put that out yet. I last year you could. Yes, it was available last year on YouTube, Sling Blue, and there was a couple of uh, the Fubo TV. I'd never heard of that one. So. Well, it'll. I'm sure it'll still be on the other whatever the other mm-hmm. platforms are. But last year, if you had YouTube TV and you bought the sports package, which was an extra couple dollars, you got the Red Zone. Oh, they included it. They included it. That's in. nice. But now that they own the Sunday ticket, I don't know what they're going to do. Does this is this included? and they're only using one because there were two red zones. Right, there was a mm-hmm. Direct TV and then uh, there was a Dish. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so you didn't want to upset either one of them. I don't know which one they kept. They had Scott. I think his name's Scott Hansen. Both guys do a fantastic job. And then the big eared dude. And I don't know what. I think they kept the big eared dude. Maybe I don't remember his name. It's an Italian name, mm-hmm. but very good. What's your question? My question was going to be, um, you know how if you subscribe to like the Disney Hulu bundle thing, you get that ESPN Sports. Is this included with that? No. Oh, no. Okay. No. Something different. You ever watched football before? Like on yeah. your TV? I've watched football before. The <laughs> only time I've ever like turned it on myself by myself was when um, the Falcons played the Patriots that year. Oh. And I realized why I don't watch football. It's a good time to watch if you're it's a Patriots. It's stressful. <laughs> What it what if you were a quarterback in the NFL and you're under center, how would you sound? What would you say? Down, dead, That's perfect. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to hike at some point. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't think I knew that, did you? Well, you, you didn't really, but you, you got to you, you have to eventually say hikes. So do it again. Down, dead, hike. There you go. Mm-hmm. And then what do you do with the ball? Throw it. To who? To the catching dude. Yeah. And where is he at? <laughs> That's accurate. He's in the uh, outfield. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> That's an extra $49 commentary from Mickey Dude. <laughs> if you get it early, it's $39. <laughs>
be like the Manning cast where they do the, the back and forth. All right, third round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you how eating fish killed a couple and where another toxic, toxic spill has taken place. <laughs> Can't say toxic but too fast. It gets caught on your scene. tongue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, third round of headlines here in a minute. It's BS on 90 Rock. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Third round of headlines, Nikki D. Is eating exotic food worth your life? H5. The yeah. symptoms I should be worried about after eating this is like suddenly my muscles aren't working. I can't uh, move. Yes, pufferfish poison is uh, very, very dangerous. The poison hit my muscle quickly. A couple in uh, Malaysia ate what's called a pufferfish. This was an elderly couple. They were both in their 80s. And they got it from a fish market locally, fried it up and ate it. And within hours, both the husband and the wife passed away. Um, apparently, pufferfish are very poisonous, um, but some people still choose to eat them because they're considered an exotic fish. So people take on this challenge of eating pufferfish and some other exotic um, fish and foods like that, but the it's challenge, not recommended. The challenge of eating the deadly yeah, fish. That's what the. It's not like yeah. one of those spicy. Well, I guess maybe it is kind of like one of those spicy yeah. chips. I mean, you could, I guess, technically die from those, right? You could. Yeah. You yeah. could. People have had complications even from those things. Those hot chips and things like that, they can mess up your system. This puffer fish, like, basically closes up your airways and stops you from breathing, ah, literally. Yeah. Wow. You're not you even sure they didn't have, like, a fish allergy or something? No, 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 no. Specifically. Like Will Smith and Hitch. You know, everything gets all weird. (laughs) No, no, no. Specifically, they sell them like illegally on the markets. And some chefs that make these fish or or prepare them have to have a certain license to even handle the fish. That's nuts. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, so, it's it's tough to feel sorry for people that do that, though. Yeah, but this couple didn't know. They bought it off what's called the fish market. So they didn't disclose to them what type of fish it was. And when you chop the fish up, it looks like any other fish. People put it on top of sushi. Yeah, but I mean, how does that go down? You're like, hey, honey, let's go out to the fish market and grab some dinner. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's do puff. We, you know, we had tilapia last night. Let's do let's do farm-raised puffer fish tonight. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, it's, it's, it's like a... You cooking dinner, you got an option of like three or four fishes, right? You got salmon, you got tilapia, you got swordfish, you got tuna, and you got sea bass. Or Nobody, maybe some mahi, halibut. You know, if you're out uh, fishing, Kobe is the best. Mm-hmm. But nobody goes puffer fish. Not in Japan. Everywhere. Well, well, may, like yeah, I guess. Well, they're. I think they were what? Indi- were they in Indonesia, right? Well, they were in uh, Malaysia. Malaysia. There's some places joke. in like. Like he said, other countries, Tokyo, things like that, are known for making these dishes and calling them exotic. Got it. All right, second one. Ohio is back in the news with another spill, H6. When we arrived, about 545, the truck had already been removed, and crews were digging the soil from the side of the road. It happened at about 1 p.m. So East Palestine, um, they were in the news back in February when they had all those trains derail and all the toxic things that spilled over from the trains. That cleanup is still going on right now. It's going to take about three months. And a truck carrying about 40,000 pounds of contaminated dirt from that site overturned on the highway. Now, they're not sure what caused the accident or anything like that, but they're working to clean it up. And they're saying the spill is not going to affect any of the waterways, so people are fine in the area. But it's like, what, back-to-back 
Back to back tragedies yeah, there. That, that's that's like a um, like a Stranger Things. Like your town's cursed. Oh yeah, for sure. You or what's I mean? that? Um, what's that other one? Ur- not urban legends, but where the stuff start happening to you and you don't know. Like you kind of know the end and you're trying to avoid it. What is that movie called? Oh, a Final Destination. Final Destination. Mm-hmm. It's like that type of stuff to me. Like you yeah. just can't get away from it. I would move. I would too if I lived in that town because this is the second thing in two months. Right. Yeah. You're back driving on back. the driving on the highway and see like a truck with a bunch of logs on it. And you're like, no, no, no. no I'm, <laughs> I'm moving <laughs> over. I'm getting in another. I'm out of here. I'm getting out of Dodge quickly. Uh, all right. Uh, William Duvall, great guy, lead singer Allison Chains, and he has helped out the band The Who, not W H O, but the Mongolians. H U. That Who. So it's pronounced. And if you remember, their their first album that they put out, it was in Mongolian. But it was awesome because the rock world had never heard anything like it. And it was heavy. It was good. It was anthem. It was driving rock. But you didn't understand a damn thing that they were saying because they're Mongolian. <laughs> so now what they've done is they've re-released songs um, like This Is Mongol, Warrior Souls, and they've used artists like William, Serge Tankian, uh, and a couple other artists to do the vocals. In English. In English, right. Cool. And they got a new album coming out and so on and so forth. So, like, William's coming. I've known William for a while. William's coming on to promote that single. But he's awesome. He is. I mean, the Alice in Chains stuff, obviously, uh, stepping in, uh, you know, obviously Lane Staley and then William Duvall. But his solo stuff is good. His background is really amazing. So, anyway, William Duvall is going to join us here in just a few minutes. And we'll play the song before we talk to him. So if you want to hear what it sounds like, it's pretty cool. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Welcome back. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Uh, Jason Bailey, Nelson, uh, or I'm sorry, Nikki D. I couldn't see you past the microphone. Oh, okay. And there's Nelson over there. Uh, very excited when I got this email asking if I wanted to talk to William Duvall. I was like, well, yeah, uh, of course I want to. When do you not want to talk to William Duvall? Uh, and I've known William for a very, very long time. He is the lead singer of Alice in Chains, but he's coming on now because uh, The Who, the Mongolian band, not the British band, the Mongolian band has re-released the songs from their first album in English, and they've gotten some of the greatest artists in the rock world, including William. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. It's good to see you in your new setup. Oh, thanks, brother. Yeah, it's good. I like it out here. I I, I do. It, it, William's a, an Atlanta guy, old school Atlanta guy, back to the punk days of the ATL scene. Uh, and, and, and now here we are years later with plenty of gray in our hair and talking rock and roll. <laughs> indeed, indeed. And uh, good to meet you, Nikki D. You too. Yeah. Yeah, she. I think she's like looking at him, going, "Oh, this William guy. He's sexy. Look no, at that." I've he's seen like, him before. I've talked. <laughs> well, to him he was before. in the studio with yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember him. So uh, let, let's talk, let's talk about the single that you're on with. This is Mongol Warrior Souls, which when released the radio, it was awesome, and the rock fans were like, "What is this? It's something new. It's something different." You know, the other year when it came out, uh, the 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 sound from this band is so cool because. They're Mongolian, right? And they're using Mongolian instruments and such. But nobody understood any of the words in the song. So now they've recruited people like yourself, William, to sing what we now know are the lyrics. How did this whole thing come about? Well, uh, they reached out. Uh, just It was a total surprise to me, um, a very pleasant surprise. 
and asked if I wanted to uh, do this, you know, be a guest on on this record and on that particular song. And, um, and so, you know, after just a, a moment's thought of like, wow, okay, like what could I contribute to this? Um, I said, yes, you know, wholeheartedly. And, um, and then that kind of began a journey uh, to get to the record that we have now. Um, and, and that journey ended up involving me essentially sort of writing a, a new song within the song that they already had. And then uh, taking all of their sound files and because I, I, I produced and, and, and engineered and mixed this thing too. So I ended up taking all of their sound files and, um, and then recording all of the parts to the new bit in the song that I wrote. Uh, so that was, you know, over a dozen guitar tracks and a new bass track and, and, and 50, 50, over 50 vocal tracks. And, uh, and then I sort of ended up fusing all of the parts together, their parts, mine. And, and, and um, yeah, so that's how we ended up with the record we have now. And I'm just really, really happy with the, the final result. And, and I'm glad that, that the who is happy. I'm, and I'm glad that the audience is happy. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, it's really, really cool. The whole thing has been a rewarding experience on a lot of levels. It's way cool. And the video's cool too. So when you went to kind of reconstruct the song uh, for, for, for more or less, was it difficult because of the instruments that they were using? Were you familiar with that or no? Well, uh, you know, I'm a fan of all kinds of music and I really respect the, the Who's novel approach to um, kind of taking, embracing and embodying their history, their heritage, their, their country. And of course, along with that, you know, the, the indigenous music of Mongolia, but then fusing it with, with, with rock and metal, which they also love, um, you know, no one's doing anything like that. And so, um, as a fan of world music, you know, from everywhere and, and also obviously a fan of rock and roll. Um, it was just sort of like, to me, it was just kind of like, okay, this is, this is, this is a song at the end of the day, like, like any song. And it's going to tell you, if you're listening, it's going to tell you what it needs to be what, uh, what everyone is saying they want. And, and what I, what I gathered everyone wanted, you know, from, from, the Who's team and, and everything was uh, they wanted an anthem to really kind of take uh, take back whatever ground they may have lost from from their previous album campaign, you know, because they were they were gaining a lot of traction a few years ago, and then 2020 kind of shut the whole world down and, right. and and them along with it, and so they're kind of trying to make up that lost ground, and they're and they're wanting to gain new ground and more and more traction, especially in the West, and so. I kind of got the mandate that, uh, yeah, we need, we need a, a, a kind of a, a clarion call here. We need an anthem to, to do this. And I kind of just tuned into um, the universal emotions uh, that I see. And then again, you know, at the end of the day, it has to rock. So, you know, kind of fulfilling all those objectives, you, you could, you could argue maybe that's a little bit of a tall order, but but again, I'm I'm really happy with how it all came out, and I'm I'm very grateful for the opportunity. So, so how do you find the time to to do this? You know, so Allison Chains just what got off the the Bush Breaking Benjamin tour, right? And prior to that, you were doing a tour for your solo album. 
Uh, and which, by the way, for those not familiar with William Duall's solo stuff, it is awesome. Like, uh, I mean, of course, we all love Alice in Chains, but you have got to check out his solo stuff. It is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, so do you write this stuff while you're on the road or when you had downtime? A bit of both, um, because I did my tour in my, my solo tour for the one alone album, my first solo album, which is all acoustic. It was one voice, one guitar through the whole record, as you know. Um, so I did a one man show acoustic tour through, uh, Europe and the UK that had actually been postponed four times. Uh. <laughs> it was originally slated for 2020. And again, the world shut down. So that uh, kind of preempted my European run. Right. Uh, I, I got to do America back back in 2019, early 2020. But then everything after that was, was a no-go for a while. So I finally got to make up those dates. Um, and that was a great experience. And then, as you mentioned, Alice had our late summer, fall 2022 tour to do. Um, and so... Yeah, it was sort of, um, I multitask a lot is what it boils down to, man. There's (laughs) no no way around it. There's no, there's no, there's no other choice. So uh, with this song, as with many other songs and many other records I've had to make and and many other campaigns I've had to kind of navigate, a lot of things are overlapping. A lot of things are happening at the same time. And you're, you're kind of wearing a lot of hats at once. but I will say that uh, the most decisive period for this particular song, the Who single, This is Mongol Warrior Souls, was right after I got off the road from the Alice tour. Um, you know, I'd, I'd kind of been working here and there on the concept for, for this track and had had some back and forth with the Who's team. But once I got off the road with the Alice tour, it was like October last year, that's when I really hunkered down and said, okay, I know, I know what this thing needs now. I know where this needs to go. How great of a tour was that? You guys and Bush. I love Bush. One of my favorites, you know, and Breaking Benjamin, you know, uh, are, are you, a, are you as much of a Gavin Rosdale fan as I am? Oh man, Gavin's a cool guy, man. You know, <sighs> so cool. I, I, I never uh, really had a chance to, we'd met a few times over the years, you know how it is, but, uh, but this was really a, a, a cool thing to, you know, when you're traveling in a little traveling road show like that, you see everybody every day. And yeah. It's a different kind of thing. And it, it was cool to get to know them in that way. And yeah, I dig them a lot. And, uh, you know, and, 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 uh, same with the, the Benjamin guys, you know, they this was a all around good tour. Like everyone was getting along. All of our crews got along, yeah. um, you know, with these big package shows, that's not always the case. Right. It was, this time very happy for that and more importantly just very happy for all the people that came out i mean people showed up for this gig man, for this for this show for this tour and and just so thankful for that you know because again the, the 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 world shut down and then live music started coming back and that was sort of the the the, the word of the day the mantra of the moment live music's back you know but yeah. but every tour did not necessarily fare as well as others you know what i mean right. like and so just, just because you build it doesn't mean they're always going to come you know yeah and in our case they did so very I, very cool really I, glad we got to do that i'm sure the answer to this question is yes but uh i don't know doing an alice 
show on the death anniversary of Lane Staley. Have you done that? And if so, how difficult is that? Do you pay? I mean, do you like, is it a different type of show? Many years ago, this would have been 2002. Um, so over 20 years ago now, there was a, there was a show we did. I believe it was in Charlotte, North Carolina. That was right around the time where um, we found out about Lane. And also right before I went on stage, I found out that my grandfather was not going to make it through the night. Mm. And, and my grandfather and I were very, very close. Um, and so, yeah, that was a very, that was a tough gig. Yeah. That was a tough. And we, we spent a lot of time, uh, Cantrell and I kind of looking at one another, you know, mic to mic as we were singing. And I do remember specifically during down in a hole, it got heavy. It did get heavy. We kind of did have to fight some stuff back, you know, but we, we got through it, yeah. you know, and, uh, that's what you, that's what you do. Right. So in the spirit of, 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 um, in the spirit of the people who we were holding close in our hearts in that moment, we did what we do. Um, other collaborators, right? Is that a word? Collaborator. Collaborators. 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 Uh, <laughs> on, 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 with The Who, other than William, we have Serge Tankian from System of a Down, um, which, like, you start putting these pieces together of the styles of, like, you and Serge and and... and not that they're the same, they're different, but there's a similarity, you know, uh, I guess. So it all kind of fits with what the who does, right? The, the, these Everybody that was picked, including yourself, William, were handpicked for a specific reason, I'm assuming. I suppose, um, you know, I, I think that what they do inherently lends itself to a fairly wide variety of collaborations across the spectrum of, of rock and metal because what they're doing is so exotic to begin with yeah. and it's so unique to begin with and once you uh start incorporating these uh instruments that are not um that are not normally found in, in western music western popular music like the mortar and cooler that uh that that bowed instrument uh the horse head instrument uh or some of their percussion and obviously the throat singing i mean that right there puts them in a whole different category than anything that western listeners are usually attuned to so when you have when you're already starting from from there right from a place that's pretty far afield from what most of us over here in america are, are used to hearing um you have a kind of a wide berth to do what you want in terms of collaborating. I mean, you know, I mean, certain things that, uh, I mean, you brought up Serge, you know, certain things that, that he does embraces his Armenian heritage, mm. you know? And so there's going to be a type of singing that he'll do. And, but I mean, why not? You know what I sure. mean? Cause it, it's, we're all just sharing the human experience in the end, you mm. know? And, and so as long as you can, when, when you, when you're doing what the who are trying to do in terms of, getting on the radio and, and, you know, having a presence and maintaining a presence in, in, in the popular sphere. Well, then you do have certain commercial considerations. You, you know, it has to rock in a certain, in a certain way that's going to translate to folks listening. But beyond that, man, 
all bets are off. You know what I mean? Like they could collaborate with almost anybody. Right. You know? Yeah. So did they give yeah. you like full, um, you know, creative space to just kind of do what you wanted with the song or did, were there still some parameters or things they wanted to keep in? I was really fortunate in that I worked completely alone oh. right here in this very room I'm sitting in. Oh. And uh, I just was able to just have at it. Oh. And uh, there was, there wasn't, I mean, there was hardly any sort of, uh, you know, backseat driving, you know, or any of that stuff. It was really, uh, I was pleasantly surprised about that too. Uh, it was just kind of amazing really, because that's, that's certainly not always the case. It's pretty rare, yeah. um, especially with a record that, that is, uh, you know, I, I found out more and more how, how high the hopes were that were being placed on it. It's especially rare in that instance to not have a whole lot of cooks in the kitchen, you know, kind of, you know, no, it needs more salt. No, it needs more pepper. No, it, you know, you know, like, <laughs> it was cool, man. I got to do what I do and send it off. And they were like, we love it. They love it. <laughs> like, Great. Oh, there's no awesome. retakes. They didn't send it back and go, well, let's change this up a little bit. They took it on the first oh. one. I mean, it was really, you know, there was, there was a little bit of back and forth uh, with myself and the label during that period where I was really coming, where I think they were also maybe even coming to terms with what, they were hoping the song to achieve, you know, mm. like once I got enough feedback from them about like, Oh, you got, you guys want an anthem. I get it. Okay. All right. Mm. All right. Cause I, up until then I was really trying not to step on the who's record. I mean, I'm a guest in their record. I looked at it at first kind of like, you know, in the hip hop community, when a guy just jumps on a record, to do a verse, mm. you know, and I was just going to do my verse and step, you know what I mean? But <laughs> it, got, it got it got to be more and more like, oh, but, you know, we would just like, well, we would love it if it, if the record could do this and if it, if we could achieve that, you know. And so then it was like, oh, OK, you're, oh, I get it. Well, now I'm going to have to completely part with the existing arrangement. Then I'm going to have to completely kind of tear this song down and build it back up if everybody's cool with that, then I'm going to do what I do then. And that's what I, I got off the Alice tour. I was like, look, give me a couple of weeks on, on this Alice tour. I got left and I'm going to be home. And I got right down to business. I, I dropped my suitcases, <laughs> came right down <laughs> to the basement studio and got down to it. Yeah. And that's what we, oh, we got this record now. So uh, before we let you go, I have to ask, you know, uh, what's going to be next? Is there going to be new Alice music? Are you going to do some solo stuff or, uh, are you joining the Who forever? I mean, what, 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 what's what's the next step for William Duvall? I've been given the honorary key to the country of Mongolia. No, um, man, you know, uh, yeah, I have I have some some plans, kind of, you know, in terms of my own music, my solo music, and also some of the catalog music from my past. Um, I, I've run run my own label for the past 25 years right. and that label now sort of controls virtually all the music I've ever done outside of Alice in Chains and then you know collaborations like this thing with the Who um so there's a lot of music and uh, you know going back to the early punk days Neon Christ when I was 16 up to right now present day I just put out my second solo album last year 
So there's a lot there. And, and, and in there, there's the catalog of Comes With The Fall, the band that sort of led to me mm-hmm. joining Alice in Chains. That was the band through which I met Cantrell and he kind of really took to us and that led to us touring together. And then a few years later, us re- reconstituting Alice in Chains. So very proud of the Comes With The Fall catalog. And I've always wanted to put it out on vinyl oh. because we are, I produced all those records and all of our albums were recorded to tape, mixed to tape. So recorded to two inch, mixed to half inch for those techie engineer types out there. And then because it was the CD era, because we're talking like 99 till about 2007, we would go digital off the half inch to mm. do the CDs, to produce the CDs. But I always felt like our music would lend itself very well to vinyl. And so I'd like to finally get that taken care of. Just have, you know, just small boutique presses of each album, but on a gatefold, you know, packaged vinyl, you know, sort of kind of situation. Uh, I would love to do that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, WilliamDuvall.com. Keep uh, tabs on William and what he's doing with his music. Uh, the Alice in Chains stuff, of course, you can get there. Also the Alice in Chains website. But uh, right now, the Who's uh, single, This Is Mongol, Warrior Souls, re-released with William Duvall. I say re-release. I guess it's kind of tricky on the wording, but yeah, re-release, kind of re-release. But anyway, they're um, they've got a the the Mongolian uh, or they've got their new album Rumble of Thunder, which is coming out June thirtieth. So you can pre-order that, I think, off their website too. So anyway, buddy, it was good talking to you. Um, I don't know how much I'll be back in Atlanta, but if we do, we can go to the Buckhead Diner and have lunch again on me. You know what, man? Buckhead Diner's gone, dude. I guess not. Guess we're not going there. That's, oh, where, that's, isn't that where, crazy? We, that's where we first had we know, lunch. You know, we, could do, we, could, we could have Rashid, you know, do something for us. We have Rashid Phillips uh, oh, cook up something. Oh, you know Sheed. Oh. Dude, he's blowing up, man. You, you actually introduced me to him. Oh, that's right. Then, I've, I've had him do, like, family functions and all sorts of stuff, like, for my family. <laughs> yeah. But, but he, he is blowing up, yeah. man. He's he, got it going on. Yeah. He's, he's, he's lost, awesome. Lost a bunch of. He, he started on a podcast that I had called Shoot to Grill, and mm-hmm. then he uh, loses a bunch of weight, looks amazing, goes on a Netflix show, and after yeah. that, it was just the sky's the limit. And, yeah. and now he knows everybody and does everything. Nikki still uh, keeps tabs with him, don't you? Yes, I do. Yeah, I haven't talked friends. to him in a minute, but yeah. he's talented, man. And you know, it was crazy because. Like I did your podcast, Shoot the Grill. That's where I met Rashid. And then fast forward a few months, a year, something like later, and I'm watching Netflix. I'm watching (laughs) that that show. And I was like, man, who is this cat? Man, he is just so cool. He's so, he's so, he just had such grace about him and his talent. And he's just, I was like, man, this guy's killing it. And then like the last episode where he came in second, and then he was just so cool about that, too. And he was so nice to the lady that actually came in first. And I was like, I know this kid. I know him. And then I put it all together. And I was like, no way. And I immediately looked him up because I was like, I got to get this brother on something, man. Like, And I had him do like a, a, a thing for my family for that Christmas. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, nice. Yeah, see how it works, William, with my career is I always launch them and they forget about me and they go on a success <laughs> as I continue to be left behind. That's just how that works. Anyway, all right, we're going to let you go. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. Uh, congrats on the track and uh, look forward to hearing what you're going to do with uh, the solo stuff. All right, buddy? 
Thank you, man. Always good to see you. And thank you for your support of this record. Of uh, course. Glad to see you so happy in your new surroundings. Thank you, sir. All right. Talk to you soon. Take care, William. Bye-bye. Okay. What are you eating over there, Nikki D? I'm not eating nothing. You're eating something that stinks. I had pop chips earlier. I'm trying you I'm trying to do this healthy eating thing. So normally I'd eat crazy chips. These are healthy chips. So they're just the pop chips. Stinky chips. Well, eating healthy stinks. No. <laughs> yes. How about yes, that? Ma'am. Oh yeah, tell us more, Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> tell us tell us about that clean living. Listen, I mean, it's easy to joke because I'm I'm morbidly obese. And no, I it's easy. Been. It's easy to joke because I was having a conversation with Nikki and you jumped in. That's why it's easy to joke. Understood. Well, go ahead. What were you going <laughs> to no, say? What were you gonna say? No, I was just saying. I, all I was saying was that you think that because I'm big and fat that I've never eaten healthy before. I go on runs where I lose 100, 120 pounds, and then I gain back 150. Like that's my mo. I I I I, I encourage you. Mm-hmm. I I don't. I'm not making fun. It's, do I believe you? No. Uh, I, I don't believe any of that at all, actually. I believe he eat pop chips. Eat pop chips? I've not tried the pop chips. Oh. I saw them on the Super Bowl ad. Well, okay. there's um, there's a little bit more to <laughs> eating. Look, I'm not a poster child for healthy eating. <laughs> I've been in the gym in a week and a half. I feel horrible about myself, and I've been eating like crap. So I'm not like the poster child, but I'm just... I do know that there's more to healthy living than pop chips. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was eating. And and see, it's only a few little chips in the bag and they're gone. That sub from Beach Hut didn't help today either. It did. Especially, well, you know what? Especially when I ate the like 80 foot long one. I was about to say, you did. You had a lot, but I got the half of a sandwich one. So I felt good about that. What are you, what are you trying to prove something? You're looking something up. I know you are. Oh, yeah. I was looking to see if I had the picture of where I weighed 300 pounds. So it's taking you that long to scroll? It's been since 2021 <laughs> that it happened. Yeah. It's not on this phone. It's on my iPhone 5. <laughs> yeah, dang it. You can't be making ago. jokes while I'm scrolling through the phone. I can't hit the shot. <laughs> yeah, As he's scrolling through the stories being told, here's me at the pie eating contest at the <laughs> Nebraska Fair. <laughs> Here's me getting kicked out of the Golden oh, Corral. Man, <laughs> the Golden Corral. I do eat a Golden oh, Corral and the chocolate fountain. <laughs> Here's me kicking the cow to the side so I can eat his snacks. <laughs> <laughs> I jo- I love you. I joke. I just I, I just wish that you had a little bit more. I do too, and I can take it. I don't. I don't. Just so anyone who listens to this show thinks, I don't believe you're malicious. I don't feel attacked when you're doing that. You know, I I laugh about it too. I, I have a mirror, but you shouldn't laugh about it. You should take because here's what I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be completely. You listen to me. I am. All right, I'm going to be completely <laughs> honest with you. You listen to me. Here's what I'm worried about. <laughs> I'm very excited to be here, and I'm very excited to start this show. I've started new shows before and had success, and I know what it takes, right? Uh, and you got to have a good team and it's got to have synergy. And then the audience has to like, you, you know, you, and there's a lot of people that aren't going to like it first cause it's changed. And then you get to know them and then it's like that, that gray area. And then it changes hopefully for the better. It usually does. Mm-hmm. And we just, you know, you kill, kill people with content. You just continue to feed it and feed it and feed it and do the best you can. But you get to a point where it, you don't want to go back. People fall in love with radio shows, and that's the problem with our industry now. They'll fall in love with radio shows, and the radio show will go away or something, and then and then, then they have to go through it all over again. It's exactly. like a breakup. Here's what I'm worried about. You listening? Yeah, I am. I'm just, I okay. have a feeling I see where this is, this <laughs> is going. 
I don't want us to have success, you know, let's say five years down the road. We're like embedded in the community and where the BS is a part of Sacramento. They love us. They love us. And then you die. Oh, no, you Nelson. Didn't, you didn't see that where that was where that was going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want you to die, Nelson. <laughs> and I don't either. That's that's why I do and say the things I do, because, yeah. you know, coddling doesn't work. It's you no, got to no, no, you no. got to go old school. We're breaking. Our, I got to go. I'm not done here, but you got to go old school. Right, you know. you got to go old school. You got to give a little, you know, Tom Coughlin into him. You got to grind it in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And do you think that's helpful? You think that helps? Then he's getting it. When I when I grind, when you grind it in, yeah. When I grind up on him, yeah, yeah, I do. All up on him, yeah, I do. Here, here's here's the 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 method, the mythology, method of, to the madness of of the grind, right? Mm-hmm. Is you want to get the person so angry at you, like you're willing to play the heel mm-hmm. and you're willing to be the bad guy and go through, you know, however long it takes for them to forgive you, for them to say, "I'm glad." You did that, and you treated you 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 came at me, and you you put me in my spot. I was mad at you for years. Yeah, well, I don't know what this that's is. bump and grind. Oh, okay, <laughs> a yeah. little grind. bit different of a grind. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you and then you want them to come back at you know however long afterwards and go thanks for you know grinding up on me. Oh, okay, that's what's gonna happen. He's gonna come back praising the grind. I'm not saying that that works every time because I know there's a new way of like coaching. You know, you, you, you coddle and you, you, you understand the feelings and all that stuff because some people just can't take it. I don't necessarily subscribe to that all the time. No, I don't think you subscribe to that at all. Well, I mean, maybe. I, I, would, say <laughs> I would say that. Not at all. You don't subscribe to that at all. <laughs> There's a small percentage of me that's willing to play that game. But I think with him, he's old enough. I mean, mm-hmm. the dude's like 40-something. 41, yeah. Right, he's 41. That's a grown-ass man. I mean, he's, he's, he's more than halfway to death. Already, oh, just by being no. old, for sure, right? But but he's he's big, mm-hmm. his 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 boobs are eating his heart. <laughs> it's a full C, yeah. It's a full C up there. Is have, it? Have mm-hmm. you put your hand around his breast? No Come way. Oh, you I should. Have it's my perky. Own. I have my own. Boobies. You know what? If you close your eyes and grope him, you'll feel like a lesbian. I don't want to feel. Like I bet a you will. I bet I you will. It might have to be through the shirt, though. If she gropes me without the shirt on, then you're gonna. It's gonna be. A and the heavy. only reason I know this is because he was nice enough. Because I missed my wife to let me feel him up the other night. Oh, whoa. Yeah, I'd we do were, anything for him. We now, that's too much. We were watching The Vow, and I got lonely. <laughs> Wait, you were watching what? The Vow. The, the Vow? The, one of my faves. Wow. Yeah, I I'm, did not know that. Oh, sure. Yeah, I could quote about every line in that movie. <laughs> quote me your favorite line. Um, uh, We should try a new place. How about that? That's your favorite line? <laughs> <laughs> From the guy who's gone to Mel's every night since we got to, to Roseville in Sacramento, we should go to a new place. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's your favorite line. Who am I to argue? It's my, it's my favorite line of the movie. None about her dying, none of that. We should she doesn't die. Just, she almost dies. She goes through a coma for a long time. No, loses, she doesn't. No, she, she loses her memory. That's what happens. Don't tell me about the Val. You only know one line. No, I know. No, you asked me my favorite line. I don't think that was your favorite. It is my favorite. That's the only one you know. I have it tattooed on my underneath my arm, <laughs> right next to, to "Let that. It Be." <laughs> <laughs> All true stories. Everything oh I say is true. Man never lies. Never ever. All right, you ready? 
I'm ready. I'm together. I'm Fourth composed. and final round of headlines. What do you got, Stinky Chipper? I'm going to tell you the, biz- <laughs> the bizarre punishment a teen is facing and what pet was dropped off in sack. All right, we'll get you that here in a minute. It's the BS on that ear rock. It's time for today's top two. All right, fourth and final round of headlines, Nikki D. Death by a firing squad could be a teen's fate in Bali, 8-7. It's a grave charge to face. The Indonesians take a dim view of drug smugglers. And Ms. Sandiford was about to find this courtroom a very public and pitiless place. A 19-year-old Brazilian traveler is possibly facing death by firing squad. She went over to visit Bali. She's she's caught with 6.5 pounds of cocaine in her bag. Now, she's saying that some drug dealers got her to carry the bag. How much is that, Nelson? (laughs) Uh, How much money is 6.5 pounds? You get a a discount when you buy them in, you get an ounce for about 1,400. So I I figure you get a a key, a kilo for 20,000. So you're you're sitting at about 100K. Wow. Okay. That's a lot. Um, Yeah, she's saying that she was tricked into carrying these drugs by a gang who promised to pay for some surfing lessons for her. (laughs) Um, The penalties in in Bali are pretty strict. So the prosecution, I mean, the defense is trying to say, you know, she's young. She didn't know, let her off. The prosecution's like, no, we want to give her the max penalty with is which is death by firing squad. Wow. You know what? I believe her story. No one can make up a gang gave me drugs for surfing lessons. No, you have to be way creative to come up with that. <laughs> no, 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 no. She definitely knew what was going on. I feel like anytime somebody gives you drugs or somebody gives you a bag and tell you to carry it somewhere, you know drugs are in it. You know, I mean, as horrible as it might be, um, if that's the way that you stop people from bringing drugs into your country, then maybe mm-hmm. we should adopt something like that. Well, there's a reason why those guys put it in her bag and they didn't risk it themselves. Yeah. I, exactly. Mm-hmm. I had, there's a, if you guys, well, you guys probably won't remember this, but back in the nineties, there was a, a person, it was a guy that traveled to Singapore. Yes. I do remember that. You just remember the guy going to Singapore. How do you know what I'm about to say? Because I feel like you're going to say he's the one who threw the trash on the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they caned him. Yes. <laughs> How did you know I was going to say that? Because I remember the story. Yep. <laughs> Guy, guy goes to Singapore. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about, weirdo. So I knew that guy's roommate. Oh what? wow! Yeah, this girl. Uh, she was she was a badass. She she fought. She did like these fight night things. I knew her. She had like a, like a car detailing, and I, and I want to say one of them or both of them worked at Kong, the ride at Universal. Mm. So I was like two degrees away from the dude, but well, that's cr- like he like he threw something on the ground, he threw a piece of paper on the, sh- and on the ground, and they caned him. Strict rules. They whipped him. <laughs> yes, they did. Mm-hmm. I bet you that dude has never littered <laughs> ever again in his life. Mm-hmm. I don't care where he's at. He never. That's how you get learned. Exactly. All right. Next. Agreed. One. Baby alligators grow up, so don't keep them as pets. People. H eight. So as for the alligator, well, it's been taken to a Bay Area facility that's equipped to take care of it. I think they've taken off the tape. So a resident in Sacramento took an alligator and left it outside the Sacramento Wildlife Care Association offices because they take in animals there. (laughs) They're trying to figure out where it came from. The alligator sitting out in front of the office with just some red tape around his mouth. That's it. (laughs) I would be freaked out if I walked outside and an alligator was sitting out there and they just had like some cardboard up under the gator. 
they know somebody probably had it as a pet because there aren't any gators around here. Mm -hmm. And they know that the, the gator didn't come from out the ocean or anything like that. So they took it down to the Bay Area and they're asking if anybody does know who this alligator belongs to, let them know. Even though they probably won't because it's crime. Well, they got to say, here's the thing. They got to say, we just am curious who yeah. had it, but <laughs> we promise you, you get a pardon. Like nothing's going to happen to you. <laughs> We're just curious. You can't just say, hey, we want to meet you. Well, they say. Because you know he's going to get in trouble. Right. Cause That's why he dropped story. off the gator. He didn't want it anymore. Right. Yeah, they say come forth. And then they say. It's a misdemeanor in California. Like no one's gonna come for it. But you gotta pardon the guy. You gotta, you know, say, "Hey, look, you're 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 good. We're we just won't arrest we you. didn't know if it, it, it you know took it to a vet recently and have the records or something. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. We, we just we just want to meet you. I tell you what, though, we'll take you and we won't charge you with anything. And you can come on the air and not say your real name. Just anonymously okay. call us and let just, us know. Just curious why you have an alligator. That's what I'm wondering. I think people get these alligators as pets because when they're little, they do look cool, but they're going to grow up and they're going to get bigger. Yeah. Well, it, you used to be able to buy them when in the 80s. Baby alligators? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Gatorland Zoo, you uh, during the gift shop when you were leaving, you could buy small alligators. And do what with them? Leave, let them grow up and leave them at... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, you, you the, the... I don't know, not conspiracy but the myth was mm -hmm. alligators lived in the sewers because people would flush them down the toilet once they got too big yeah i mean you really have to flush them quickly because they get <laughs> too big yeah. to flush down the toilet i mean there's a b okay so there's a b movie i highly suggest everybody go and watch i think it's called alligator like gator it's like uh -huh. one of those cheesy 80s movies about an animal and it's about somebody that flushed their alligator down the toilet and there's a scene in this movie that is one of my favorite scenes in any movie. This kid is having a birthday party, and it's a pirate-themed birthday party, and they make him walk the plank, which is the diving board. You know, it shows you how old the movie is. Nobody's <laughs> diving board. It was right. made in 1980. Hey, okay, and he's walking, and he can only see through the bottom of the, uh, the blindfold, mm -hmm. and he looks down in the water, and it's got that pool spotlight, and he sees the alligator waiting for him. He's like, no, 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 no. And they push him in, and then everything turns red. Oh, oh no. Such a cool scene. Poor kid. That was when, you know, it was fun to laugh about kids dying. Right. In Not pools. fun anymore. Because it was a movie. <laughs> right. right. Was, yeah. Anyway. Last minute calls, comments, concerns. 916-909-0985. Wrap things up uh, and get out of here on a Tuesday. It's the BS on 98 Rock. As always, we appreciate you listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. Thanks for joining us. Have you ever uh, heard the story with Blur, the band we just played, and the rivalry that they had with Oasis? I had no idea. Me either. How no. big? Would you stop? Well, I'm just telling you, you you asked the question, have you ever heard the story? I'm saying I didn't hear it. Yeah, well, I know you didn't hear it, but you're making it sound like. That I didn't hear it. You asked, you know, did you hear I, it? I feel what he is saying, yes. Okay, I, well, understand fine. What... I won't even say I no, didn't no, no, hear no, no, it. No. I'll just be quiet. Oh, God. I understand what you're saying, and I understand what he's saying. Mm -hmm. Nikki, to be honest with you, I don't mind you engaging. I, what Nelson's saying is very wrong to you. I <laughs> can't believe you just said that to you. Hold on a second. I will. Uh... <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Can't believe he just cut you. Out. It's just hard. <laughs> anyway, so there's this like Netflix uh, series of, I don't even know what it's called, like This Is Pop or something like that. And they do this one episode. They do it all on Blur and, and Oasis. And I thought, you know, I was pretty rock smart. 
No idea. Like, they both came out at the same time. And over there, like in the UK, they were, I mean, they hated each other. Absolutely despised each other. And in my mind, I think maybe most of us here in the States would always think that Oasis was a much bigger band than Blur. Yes. Not that there's anything wrong with Blur, a very cool band. But Blur was like the OG. They're from two different parts of the country that represented two different types of people. Mm-hmm. Like, I know nothing about over there. So I'm learning about all this. Like, one was blue collar, one not so much. And they, they, there was a divide based off of these two bands. Really? And it went on for years. And so uh, they there was they released an album. I forget which album it was. Like, that song, like Song 2, mm-hmm. didn't come until later in Blur's career. They kind of resurrected their career, and it was more or less trying to compete with the grunge stuff. But they had plenty of stuff before, same with Oasis, that we never heard here in the States. And they released an album both bands did on the same day to go head-to-head. And it was like uh, one of the record execs went and purchased boxes of the Blur album to put them over the top by just this amount. Really? Claiming that, yeah, claiming that we're the band, we're bigger than Oasis. And then Champagne Supernova, and then that then ended end the story after that. Imagine that Oasis has time to fight with anyone who isn't Oasis. Right, exactly. <laughs> Fighting with each other. Right. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I have nothing to say. Yeah. I'm remaining silent. No, you can ask questions. I can't answer questions the, the, about Oasis. Well, no, it's not that you can't ask questions. It's just like, you're. I don't want you to come, because I know you don't know about it but are you but then you shouldn't ask do you know but just tell the story don't say well did you know but i'm not talking to you i'm talking to the audience you're talking to me too because i'm sitting right here how could you not be talking to me sitting here you understand what i'm saying i yes stop hitting me (laughs) yes i understand what you're saying i tried to explain that before isn't that horrible when he comes at you like that (laughs) i don't know what is going on over there you know i i just asked the simple question and then he just goes right through for your throat he does every single time because he wants to that be on Nelson your- is malicious. <laughs> yeah. Evil. Malicious. malicious and delicious. Ooh, I'll take that. Oh, now that is a good description. Mm-hmm. Nelson's malicious, malicious and delicious. Malicious and that, delicious. That, I, I have it ready to go, and we're going to do another Nikki D doesn't know this week. And it's to help you with some of these, these, these little tidbits of bands and whatnot. I'm learning about the bands and tidbits and things, but I mean, don't. Tell me to be quiet when I'm just trying to. I did engage. not. I did. I did not, and would never say be quiet to you. That's I rude. I All think right. you said like shut up. <laughs> I did not say that, <laughs> nor would I ever say that because I'm a gentleman. <laughs> now I did hear under his breath Nelson say those things. Mm-hmm. Oh, Nelson told me to shut yeah, up. Yes, real quiet. He any any any. Call you some names. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, no. Are you getting beside yourself over there, Nelson? I think I heard him call you balloon face. No. Oh. <laughs> Nelson couldn't call me balloon face. Uh, it, well, I don't He'd know. have to pick another disc. I don't even know what that means, but I heard him go, shut up, balloon face. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. Oh, my God. <laughs> he definitely didn't. Uh, you know, I'm a roaster. Just a, uh, you're a what? A roaster. A roaster? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Cook that chicken? means I can go back and forth with roasting people. Oh, that's it. so. If you call me like a b- balloon uh, face, then I could call you something else. Ribbing you know? is uh, we call it roasting. Who's we? People that I know. 
people you, that I grew up with, you, people that I'm around. What do you mean, we? Tyrese, <laughs> Sarah, <laughs> Mama D, <laughs> LaQuisha, uh, Blue Diamond on my stream. Ooh, we Black all call Diamond. It, we all, well, Blue Diamond's my friend. Uh-huh. She comes to the Black Diamond stream. We all call it roasting. <laughs> so you roasting. ask too. I can name you all. And TT. And TT. And his penis. And his penis. <laughs> Absolutely. He, he draws it on the window. Roasting. The roasts. The roast. He just texts it on the window. <laughs> I'm here. Red rum. Roast. All right. Uh, at listen to the BS on Instagram, Facebook, at The Bailey Show on the YouTube. Old stuff, current stuff, future stuff. The Odyssey app, cool app, should have it on your phone. You can stream 98 Rock, as well as numerous other Odyssey channels whenever you like, stations when you like, thebaileyshow.com, all things that you should be a part of. We hope you are a part of it. Uh, You got anything before we get out, Nikki? Um, Don't try me, because I will roast. There you go. Uh, Nelson? There's something under my breath here for her. Balloon fist. <laughs> just shut up, blind face. What are everybody who's going to go home tonight and just call their significant other balloon face just to see what happens? Like that's the stupidest thing I've ever. Heard. God, I want to call. I re- it's like one of the things I really want to call somebody a balloon face. I don't Try know what it. it means. I've never heard it before. But I want to call. All right, look, have yourself a great, safe rest of your night. Talk to you tomorrow three. Bye. That's enough nonsense for today. This has been the Bailey Show.